Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. on every episode. Oh, jeez. And you're getting it all. All right, let's do this. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. Go ahead. Yeah. But forget to put on mute. <laughs> Make my egg. <laughs> Make your eggs. Okay. All right, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Fred. I'm here. And we got first time on the show, Michael Shaggy Parker. What's that? Oh, it's gonna be one of those shows. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is <laughs> episode right. number ninety-eight, listener series volume two with Michael Shaggy Parker. I got I oh. got my bag of chemical and popcorn. I'm ready. Nice. All right. <laughs> so we'll get to know Mike in a little bit uh, during the main topic, but let's kind of catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Ooh. I think I think uh, let's go ahead and save the, the worst for first. Let's uh, let Kevin do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. All right. Well, I went flying this weekend and I had a great time. Yay! That's nice. <laughs> Fred, what's with the what's with the clapping? Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, I wrote no wind, and I crashed everything. It was a great oh day, my dude. Gosh. I had a great time. <laughs> I had I had an unbelievable time though, man. I had a I flew uh I had my Sequoia out, my Park's own green Sequoia, the classic, mm-hmm. and I had my six ninety, my little oxy, and I had my P forty out. And uh the P forty with no nose? Yeah, with no okay. nose cone. Yeah. And now that, no that one you actually didn't crash, right? Well, I had landing gear malfunction on that. So I got to replace it, but yeah, okay. technically I didn't crash that one. That was the one you didn't crash. The yeah. hardest, the hardest <laughs> thing that I have to fly, I didn't crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but the the Sequoia I was telling Fred earlier was a pisser because I was doing some crazy stuff with it, and Mike, our president, does those waterfalls, and I was trying to do those with the Sequoia, but it doesn't have the the horsepower to like flip it around. You know, the elevator's there, but it doesn't have enough horsepower to like pull it back around. Mm-hmm. So I was just messing around with that thing, flying up and down, and then I decided I was going to try and do like a low pass knife edge, and I didn't get out of it correctly, and I wound up slamming it into the ground and busting the landing gear off, which happens like every other week. So sure. Steve was like, "I'm going to toss it again." Yeah, you're like, "I got a minute left." I'm like, "All right, I'll hand hand toss this thing." Yeah, so you launched it, and then somebody said, "Oh, you said uh, yeah, we have no landing gear now." Yeah. Of course, <laughs> you have no landing gear now. Why don't you land it inverted? So I'm like, okay. So I came in for a nice inverted landing. <laughs> no, no, no. Landing. You first were like, I don't want to rip the tail off that. I was like, just just come in nice and slow and harrier and tap the tail down. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So so I came in like I was gonna land it inverted, and then I got about I don't know a little bit past me, and I I said, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can drag the tail, and I I did like a I don't know what would you say that was like six foot. I I did like a six foot tail drag. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that it was crazy, man. And then took right back off. That was that was that was really cool. I was like, oh man, that was that was that was decent. Yeah, like you you held the uh, the attitude. It wasn't like you know, usually when you tell like drag anything, it kind of like plops the front down. Yeah, it wasn't like a touch and go. Yeah, it was just like I was actually dragging it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, just the right amount of pressure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, was- pressure and right amount of throttle. Nice. Is this a video on YouTube or Facebook? Where's the video for this? Yeah. Uh, we're just fooling around. It was not on video. It didn't exist. It yeah. didn't happen. It so that, you know what that mind. means, Kevin. I have yeah. to do it again. Yeah. I have to do it again. 
it was right after I, I, you know, I got done with my, uh, my interview with Cindy Crawford and, uh, that million dollars that I won. Oh, uh-huh. none of that's on video either. Mm. Oh man, way to date yourself, Cindy Crawford. I don't know, man. I was just, <laughs> come on, dude. I'm on Advil right now. I, ugh. Ooh, you're on that heavy stuff. I'm on that heavy <laughs> stuff, stuff, dude. Give me a break, man. So, anyways, I, I hope you, I hope you're not mixing that with, you know, Zima. Oh, no, no Zima or dude. Xanax. Oh yeah, Xanax uh, will really get you, Loopy. Oh yeah, I'm on Advil and tap water. Give me a break. Okay. So, uh, that so tap listen, water. it's Jersey tap, tap water. Oh jeez, so, that's city water. You don't know what's in that stuff. <laughs> so I was flying the 690, and I was having a good time with that. I was doing doing the regular stuff with that. And uh, what was I doing? So I, you know what I, I did was I was doing half pyro flips, and I started to really whip the tail around and kind of figure out that what I was doing. It was kind of moving around, but I was kind of like, okay, it's in this orientation, it's that orientation. Like flip, flip with the with the collective and mm-hmm. then steve w- and i were talking as i was flying and he was like you gotta go quicker with your cyclic you were saying right yeah you're you're too slow on a psychic for your tail rate so when you go full rudder your tail would spin quick but your cycle was slow so moving all over yeah mm-hmm. so I, I started to concentrate more on my cyclic and not at all on giving it any negative uh <laughs> yeah. collective when i was upside down which is i've done before and i started to get pretty low to the ground and i wound up hitting i hit rescue it popped up but didn't realize that i also hit throttle hold and then i just lost all sorts of head speed and it was the funniest thing because you know i'm like i see the hell you get it upright so you you complete the thing but you're like nose in yeah and you're like it really you get you like just falling to the ground i was like and, and i realized what I, what I did i was just like yeah i just hit every switch and i'm like what are you doing well, here's my thought on that, dude. And you got to hear me out. When we uh-huh. started flying, we didn't have rescue. So uh-huh. my first couple of helicopters didn't have rescue. It gets to that point where you're like, you don't want to, you know, it's going in, but you don't want to go in under power. So you hit the, the throttle hold switch. And I know I have to, I have to get this down. I know I have to learn this. So there's, there's one threshold, which is rescue. And then there's another threshold, which is definitely throttle hold. But I didn't even, I unconsciously hit that throttle hold, man. I didn't even realize I hit it. Until it started to pop back up and then the head speed was going. I thought I actually went down into like a lower bank. I was like, oh, crap, what's going on here? And then I realized I was like, oh, shit, I I shut it off. From what I could tell, your V control was saying all sorts of rescue, throttle, throttle, bank one, motor off. I'm like, what the? (laughs) Yeah. Not not to skip ahead into the the order of the podcast, Uh but I will interject some of the Facebook comments here. And they pretty much primarily consisted of help, 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 help. Yeah, yeah, shit, oh, shit, 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 shit. Well, that was after I said I didn't have time for help, help, help. I just had time for oh shit. Rob was like shit, 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 <laughs> over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and I uh, wanted to say something like, "No, it was just a little shit," and he, but uh, I didn't. Did it? <laughs> I didn't say that. No. <laughs> so then I'm messing around with the oxy and having a good time with that, and. That freaking thing was flying great. I was having a lot of fun with that. I was getting, I was doing some weird backflip things, like just holding the, the elevator constantly back and like pumping it when it's inverted, pumping it when it's upright. And I was going down the runway that way and I was making this weird sound and it was really cool. And I was laughing my ass. I was like, I haven't laughed flying that thing in a while. So I was like, oh, this is great, man. And then I got, did some low shit on the runway. I was, I was down pretty low at one point. They scraped, uh, I think I scraped a blades 
at least once, but then I really did one of my third time. I scraped it pretty bad and <laughs> and put it in. It's pretty funny, right? You're like, first of all, I didn't hear you say anything when you were flying knocks, but uh, say I guess, what you were saying. I guess yeah. I was like, yell, yeah, I guess because I, I wasn't turning around to yell at you guys. I was just like, who was out there? Oh, Mike was out there with me. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yelling, Mike Long I'm yelling, Mike, check this out. Check this out, Mike, Mike. And he's in the shitter. Mike, check this out. And I'm getting really low at the wrong. I was like, Mike, do you see that? And then I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear nothing. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to come in a little lower this time. And that's when I put it in. And I was like, well, I figured if you guys didn't or listen to me then, you're going to listen to me now that it's uh, everybody's like, what happened? And I was like, hey, did you see what was going on? Figures nobody's watching me when I'm doing the cool shit. But that's, as it is. That, that was cool, though, dude. I, I, I had so much fun. If I, and I flew the P-40 a few times. I had a little landing gear issue. But that thing f- just is so quick. And it's it, that's a cool plane to fly. I like that plane. Yeah, yeah. You're having a good time. But I already got the parts on order for the for everything. It should be here tomorrow. I'll, I'll have that 690 fixed about a weekend. Nice. So what was the damage on the 690? I didn't even break the blades. The landing gear broke. If I wanted to like rig it up, I probably could still fly with that landing gear. And I had a boom strike, which must have been on the last like rotation as it, as it hit the ground because it slightly chipped the blade like a little tiny, like microscopical piece. Uh huh. CA it. Yeah. I'm just going to put CA on it. <laughs> Duct tape. Yeah. For the skids at least. And the oxy had the main gear went and probably everything I had, but I put, I put like a, a small order in anyways, just to, cause I, I don't think I have any. I call them feathering shafts, but spindle shafts. Yeah, hey, I do too. Yeah, that's kind of old school. <laughs> that's what I heard when I first started. Yeah, that's what it, it stays. Yep. All right, I'm, I'm opening boxes. Don't mind me. So, how was your week, uh, Steve? Yeah, so I'll go next. Uh, yeah, flew on Sunday. Had a great time. No wind. <laughs> I didn't crash anything. <laughs> uh. But uh, yeah, I had, I had what four good flights, great flights on the uh, the Black Thunder. I really enjoyed that helicopter, and I put in two flights on the 600 Nitro and a two flights on the N7. Did about, a, did about a dozen autos on the 600. Fred, shut up. I'm trying to talk here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the only time he doesn't mute himself. Right. <laughs> you want I think Fred's got a couple of drinks in him or something. He's pretty uh, lively tonight. <laughs> Fred, I swear, if you say you've got real flight, hey, I swear I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? I worked on the Vigan. Added a little more fiberglass on it. Sanded it down a little more. Nice. And it should be... Uh, I'm very close to uh, painting it. So what I'm trying to do right now is I got to get the uh, the ailerons mounted. So I'm probably going to actually buy real hinges and put, put those on instead of doing some type of tape hinge or you know something like that, a blender, whatever the blender tape is. So What kind of hinges? Yeah, I'll probably just go and buy like robot hinges or any type of hinges I can so. kind of use, you know? Those robot ones are like, or Robert, Robert whatever they're called. Yeah, robot or are, whatever. Yeah, those things are really nice. I got them in my big planes. I love them. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking I just need two per wing and I'd probably be good. And then I'll mold in the, um, the control, uh, arm on the, the actual aileron too. So that way it's all kind of set in stone kind of deal. Um, let's see. Do I do anything else? Nope. That's about it. Wow, that was quick. So who's next? Fred, what have you been up to? Fred, or what are you still up to? Am, am I allowed to talk? Steve told me to shut up. <laughs> now you're allowed to talk. You may talk. Oh, well, I'm, I'm opening up my uh, 
my package has got real Blade Eight in it. Are you serious? No, no hell. No. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Mine's got to be shipped out by tomorrow. Uh, no, I. Uh, all right, let me let me see. I got a list here. So, um, I had an expensive week. I'll get to that last though. So I've been prepping for it. This this weekend is the uh, annual Huckoween. It's the Southeast, you know, Huck Fest Halloween based at this. It's just at a farm. The guy is awesome. He he doesn't charge any admission fee. There's no, I mean, there's no expense. You just go and you show up and you have a good time. Uh, they cook these giant, you know, elaborate, awesome meals, and I I don't recall any fee for that. They just, you know, I mean, guys throw donations and stuff. Uh, but the only thing you do pay for is if you want to buy one of the t-shirts. Uh, or the only uh, the other thing is they ask that you participate in the raffles. So no problem. I'll bring some cash for that. So uh, I did go fly with some of the guys that's local, the guys that do the, the racing practice nearby. And uh, the father of one of the kids that was flying, he and I you know, went off to one side because I had my fixed wing stuff with me. I wasn't doing the racing stuff. And I had my brand new UMX pits that I, I picked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> showing off, I, I was flying and I dodged the basketball hoop. And we're joking about that. Well, he's like, no, that was pretty close. I said, yeah, you thought I was going to hit it, then smash right into a tree. Uh, he felt bad because this, this thing's pristine, brand new. And I'm just a little bit upset, but not terrible because, you know, it's foam. We'll fix it. So, yeah, took it home, threw some hawk glue on it. It's fine now. Got my B-26 built. The, the B-26 has been sitting, kind of waiting to, to assemble. I uh, put that together. Man, it, it's pretty cool. It it's got a couple nice. to it, but... Um, I, I, I really wish they did a better job on the wiring. They got like 15 different extensions for everything. Uh, instead of buying, you know, the wire and just making one long wire, they've got two extensions inside. So if you're tugging on it, trying to tighten it up, you can unplug the, the servo wire extension inside and you have to take the whole plane down to get to it. Oh, um, that, that is one of the negatives. The guns that they have, the, the decorative, you know, scale guns, mm-hmm. are them, so they kind of rattle and flop all around. So... Little 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 things like that that kind of you know not not terribly excited about. Uh, Josh Orchard, you guys had him on recently. Yep. Yeah, uh, he did a build video for um, Grayson Hobby. Yep, he did a good job with that. And so, if you do buy the Dynam B twenty six and want to kind of get the idea of what's this involved in the assembly, go ahead and check out his video. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pointed out that on these these servo extensions that you want to test them all because. Again, they, that's one of the things that they did seem to go cheap on. Everything else looks pretty good on it. I'm just I don't know why they'd go cheap on wiring like that. Uh, but the we've all pulled the wire out of the little plastic end plug before. The problem is the wires are actually pulling out of the metal insert into the plastic sleeve, so you have just the wire hanging there, and the metal's still in the in the plug. So he was showing you how to solder it back together, but I, I think that. Dynam really dropped the ball on that. The quality control on the, the electrical stuff should have been better, and that's something you don't want failing in flight. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but going from the other, and I mean, it, it, but I mean, for the big plane and the price, it, I mean, it is a pretty inexpensive kit. What's the price on that? It was like two hundred something bucks. Or okay. no, it wasn't bad at all. Now, now doubling that, I pull the trigger on a, a plane that's going to be waiting for me at Huck Oween. Uh, my dad. When he was, you know, in the military, he served on a uh, maintenance crew working on the B-26s. So I have a connection with my father, who's passed away now, through the B-26. The other plane that I grew up flying in the backyard because it was, you know, 
didn't have any interior, didn't have wings, didn't have tail feathers on it, but I still flew it all over. Uh, it was a Cessna 170 tail dragger. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, Dynam is the first one to really come out with a, a, a an ARF-type kit for the B-26. There's not been a lot of stuff out for the, the 170. I haven't seen any foam kits on that. So recently, you know, Flex Innovative or Innovations, uh, they came out with their giant, I mean, this thing's enormous, uh, Cessna 170. It was featured in an episode on Flight Test. And uh, this guy had a, a pretty good price on it for the event. He had a discount on it. So I I told him, go ahead, send him the PayPal, and uh, it's going to be waiting for me when I get up there. It's, it's I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> nice, man. Cool. They're nice, man. They're they're large. They mm-hmm. are large. It kills me they didn't put a cockpit in it. Because I would love, love to put in a head-tracking FPV kit inside That'd the be cool. Oh, sweet. Right. Yeah. That'd be but, really cool. but if I want to do that later on and I get ambitious, I'll build up a, a, a balsa one or something and yeah. uh, you know, and go from there. Or or make a big foam one, you know, with foam board. Uh, mm-hmm. but this plane, I mean, all the reviews, it's just, I mean, it's it's knocking it out of the park on the reviews. It's been awesome. So, yeah, it's, I'm excited. It's, it's it's much bigger than what I would normally buy, and I'm going to have to really go out of my way to find places to fly it. But uh, they're around. It's just, just going to take a little extra driving. Cool, man. That cool. sounds nice. All right. Well, I'm going to continue opening these packages. I mean, I had a whole stack of them. It's, uh, one, one out of, I don't know, five or six boxes was for my wife, so i got to get them open before she gets here. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Talk without me. All right. So uh, yeah, Mike, what have you been up to this past week? Oh uh, boy. So um, I did go flying yesterday, and it was so windy. I mean, there was like twenty mile per hour wind gusts. So uh, I was going to fly some planes, and no, I said nope. I was gonna. Bl- I actually finished this. Um, uh, you familiar with the gentle lady, right? The mm-hmm. old uh, glider. Yeah, I saw yeah. that picture. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I put that little um, 2400 kV motor on top with a little uh, five, five, uh, 5x5 five uh, pusher prop on there. And that thing zips across the ground, literally across <laughs> the ground. Yeah, that's so, I think nice. Um, on that. Okay, so one thing it wasn't in the videos, I went, to, uh, is I went to test it again just to see if I can get it off the ground and then back mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And the, there's a tree far out before you get to that second house. That's our um, like our, our cottage, and uh, like our secondary house, or you know that we rent out. And there's a tree across there. It goes up, and it doesn't come back down. I throttle back, and it goes straight in the tree. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So I was like, "Well, it li- it flies." <laughs> so, but luckily, no damage whatsoever. So, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it hit the tree, got, and then just felt and did a nosedive, and then tumbled. Uh, not a single. Piece broke. You can hear the balsa vibrating or the, the the sounds vibrating between the monaco. It's like ah, but mm. uh, no, it was nothing. So um, I put that in the truck. Like all right, I'll go fly. Now here's the thing about my house. I got nothing but trees everywhere. The field does not. Right. So if it's slightly windy, which if it was very slightly windy, the, the leaves are just barely blowing. That means it's, it, it's like hurricane force winds the field. <laughs> okay, and that's exactly the way it turned out. So I get to the field. I brought a bunch of hell, you know, brought, some, brought my usual helicopters. I brought my F twenty seven Q Striker, and then the glider. And then the glider. Glider stayed in the truck. Didn't even come out. Uh, the Striker was beaten around, but um, but that flew pretty well. 
Uh, I actually got a um, 64 millimeter EDF uh, motor on there that I customized and mounted, and I put a, uh, a three blade, some size prop on. I can't remember right now, uh, and it, it zips across pretty well. Uh, so then I just flew the helicopters, and I also actually uh, it was so yesterday was Monday, so I, I actually got um, a few guys go, that go out there. Um, Mark, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm uh, can can you see? I don't know. See so see if I'm Merrick. Uh, well, Merrick, yeah, I call him Mark. Mark, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the photographer dude. Yes, yeah. yes. And then um, another guy named named uh, Doug. Uh, he he came out as well. Um, and we, we just had a blast just out there flying. Uh, even despite the wind, we just had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of us crashed, which was great. Uh, we all had fun. Uh, I put about eight flights, including the flight on the strike. I put about eight flights, which contained uh, two on the nitro. Um, yeah, so you went through pretty much a gallon, right? Well, no, not no. It was only that two was, flights. And it was just oh. that's all I had left. Yeah. Uh, until thank God Casey had a gallon, so I'm good for at least another week. Nice. Um, Cool. So yeah, two of the flights on the nitro. Uh, I put two or three flights. I think it was three flights on the the fireball. Fireball. And I got the competition motor for it, but I haven't quite got the speed control settings yet, so it's not screaming a hundred percent, but it will. Uh, and then I got the two flights on the Goblin four twenty, uh, which flies amazing. I just love that helicopter. I got that thing on low head speed too. My my idle up one is twenty one hundred RPM. And my high head speed is 26. I can get like five to ten minute flight times out of that thing. Uh, it's just, wow, I just love, man. I, I love this alert. Like 2100 RPM, I can get easy 10 minutes. And then at 26, I can get um, five minutes of hard smack. And that's that. That's with a 2200 success in there. So uh, what else did nice. I bring? Brought the 180. Didn't fly the 180. It was a little too windy for that. And uh, I don't know. That equal to eight flights? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know. Hey, did I mention I crashed everything? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> everybody's everything. like, didn't crash anything. <laughs> Brought everything out. Didn't crash. It. Okay, just wanted yes. to make sure. So oh, it cool. was a, it was a, a great, it was a definitely a great day out there. Um, I mean, it wasn't like the best. If the wind wasn't just as bad, it would have been a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, one thing I did with the new, I did do the nitro. Is uh, the first flight six minutes into the flight, I um. I was doing some autos, just practicing some autos. So the wind is going, um, uh, it's going right to left. So that's my weak side when it comes to autos is doing left to right. So perfect time to practice those, um, those, those, those autos. So I, I, been, I was just shooting autos for probably a minute solid. And then I did this one auto. I hear the engine not really sounding right. Immediately, I know, immediately I know it's the muffler coming loose. I oh, just geez. tightened it. So uh-huh. it lands, it's making this rattling noise. I kill the engine, go over okay. there, wiggle it. Yep, it's loose. So I sit on the bench, I tighten up the screws, and then I look at the head, and I see this quarter-inch gap between the head and the blade grip. And I see that the dampers oh are sticking God. out a little bit. I'm oh, thinking, geez. that's not supposed to be like that. So I move the head back and forth, and yet there's like a significant amount of play in there. So, wow. uh, it could have been, uh, a it re-kit. could have been bad. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. you know, that helicopter has, I mean, that thing is like luck, nothing but luck that helicopter has had because there'll be times where I fly it just doing normal things. I land and then I notice something that could have gone completely wrong and it's mm-hmm. just, I was able to land it be- before I noticed it. So, um, 
be- like a couple weeks before that, it was, I think it was a week before the um, the mowdown. Uh, my my tail started acting really funny, and I was like, okay, that's weird. I landed it thinking it was a gyro problem. It was actually the same exact problem. The screw was backing out of the um, of one of the tail um, tail grips. Jeez. So I actually um, so yeah. I, uh, but, but the funny thing about the head, it usually it's just one screw that will come loose, and the other one still locks solid. Both mm-hmm. screws were coming loose. Wow, well, that is that's weird. That's yeah, weird, yeah. So I thought that was extremely weird there, and uh, so I I. Slatter that thing up with um, red Loctite and just screw it back in there. Ooh, red! Huh. I, o- I, you know, I always use red, always. You know, uh, Robert Monte is his. Uh, I've had one of those long discussion you know, talks about Loctite. You know, like those three-hour mm-hmm. talks about just <laughs> Loctite. Sure. And uh, I, I used to use blue like on everything, and yeah. now it's all red. Hmm. I rarely use blue now, only for maybe the 180 or something. Yeah, I'm half and half. I do. Mostly blue on well, most electrics is blue, but on the nitros I do a lot of red. I do yes. half and half. Definitely in the nitro, a lot of vibration, and that's that's yeah. definitely how those screws came loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always try to like every ten flights or so go with the with the drivers and just check them all. Yeah. Uh, that's just the one screw I forgot to check because the blades <laughs> were on there. I didn't want to take the blades off. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I'm going to check now. It's definitely on my to do my to check off list. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after after that flight, I um. I actually I had cyclones on there, which are not my favorite blades for as far as like you know pop and lock maneuvers, like uh, like certain TikToks and maybe four point uh, flips, uh, which is surprising because they they you know they are known to be really well for those maneuvers. I just don't which like one, cyclones. Yeah, cyclones. They seem to be a little soft, but I guess that's could also play with the the gain settings I have in the gyro. So I might have yeah. to just fiddle with that a little bit. Uh, but for when it comes to autos. That 600 hangs longer than my E7SE. Wow. With KBDDs, which are, you know, very floaty blades. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I, I love those cyclone blades when it comes to an auto. So um, I got multiple blades for that I've been trying for the 600. I've got, you know, Edge, edge 603s, Edge uh, 623s, Switch 623s, exactly the same thing. SWE 610s. It's a weird name, but those blades are amazing. Got rail six oh six and then cyclone six fifteens and then um the very rare V blades after this after um that almost incident I said you know what let's time it's time to try the fleet V blades I've had them for two years and never used them and I am impressed by those blades which blades V blades V blades yep V blades they're just like the helix okay so they're they're extremely light they're all handmade. One piece, uh, one piece carbon fiber wrapped around, uh-huh. um, and they, they're, they're. I like them. They're, they, they're very quiet. So like when you're doing elevator TikToks, it's more like a whistle instead of a pop. So and it's very quick on the cyclic. I, I really like the response. But what's really surprised me is how well they hang in an auto. Mm-hmm. I really thought that I was just going to like die. You know, at the end, kind of like the, well, I don't want to say the rail blades, but, you know, the rail blades kind of do, they're not really the best autoing blade mm-hmm. uh, because of that, of that swept tip. They're mainly for just smooth, you know, precision flying. Yeah. Uh, so I was really surprised by how well they were floating. Not as great as the Cyclones, but very close. Way better than the Edge blades. And Edge are one of my favorite blades. Yeah, so, Edge was really good. Like, yeah, Edge I love switches are, They're really good for autoing. Because oh, they're kind yeah. of heavy and yeah, they got the have a lot of inertia. Yes. 
So these V-blades aren't very light, too. So yeah. I just figured that I'm just going to have to drop negative in the last second, just, just punch out of it. But no, yeah. it, it had a lot of hang time. Maybe because I'm on a light helicopter and I was literally had sure. no fuel left, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I really like those blades. I'm going to try to look for more if I can, if it's possible. Cool. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a fun week. Awesome, man. I do want to add one thing uh, to my week. My Goblin 420 sewed. Oh, so, boy. Oh, nice, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Not to me, though. No, no, not to you. It sold on eBay, and I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the price I got for it, so. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Sad okay. to go, but, yeah. Yeah, me too, but you know what? It's it's funding my um, 700 scale heli, so oh, I'm, nice, yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, this this could be my first real attempt in the scale. I did, I did when I first started this hobby on the helicopter side, I did have a little... T-Rex 250 scale, but I couldn't get that thing flying for the, for the life of me. So, but yeah, so this is a big 700 size scale. It's humongous. Um, and yeah, so now once I get that paid off, uh, pay to buy the, the seller, I will start taking it apart and get get my Neo in there or whatever I'm going to put in. I think I'm, I'm going to end up putting a Neo because I have two spare Neos and I have uh, a Mini Actually, no. Sorry, I don't have the mini. And I have the silver line. I have a silver line or blue line, whatever the difference is. But um, I don't know. I think I'm just going to put a Neo in there, make it nice and easy. It's funny. Anytime I hear somebody mention a 250, I think of Chris Ryber going, the best thing I did was that is throw it and bounce it off the wall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always hear Chris in my head when somebody mentions a 250. (laughs) Awesome. So what scale is it? I, I don't remember what what was it and remember kevin it was like a something 109 augusta 109 yeah oh yeah 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 yep green and white one it's pretty sharp dude it's it's huge yeah you know it's a 700 size but it's even larger than your average 700 size because of the whole scale fuselage and all that yeah yeah because the nose is so long it's very Um, cool yeah nice i've been actually thinking about doing scale soon I think it's cool just to have one where you can kind of, you know how like some people are like, oh, you know, it's nice to have an airplane at the end of the day. Like you're, you're stre- you know, you, you fly these helis and you're like very tense and everything. But then at the end of the day, you just fly some airplane and it kind of, exactly. e- you know, relaxes you. Sunday flyer. Yeah. And, but for me, I'm like, shit, I'd probably do the same thing for scale. Just take off, do some nice, slow, coordinated turns and then land and be like, okay, cool. I'm shaking my head, dude, because that's what I saw. Same here. Same here. (laughs) The first time I flew that was like, oh, my God, I'm making it right. I'm making it right. I'm making it right. I'm like, got to turn the rudder. Got to turn the rudder. Because everything's like so so slow now. You're thinking about it constantly. I don't know. That was just me. You'll probably have no problem. You'll be like, oh, this is freaking awesome. I'm bored already. Kevin, you want to buy it? (laughs) Hero Yes. (laughs) You're going to be like, um, I don't know. For me, it was just like, oh, geez. I had to actually think about what I was doing constantly because I was, I was so. I don't. What's there to think about though? It's you just, just so bank, pull your collective, pull around, rudder, level yeah, off. But it's just so slow. I, I just had to constantly make sure I had the rudder going in the right direction, so it was scale. And you know, I just, I don't know. You probably, like I said, you probably won't even think twice about it. To me, it would look like a giant dollar sign in the sky. I was like, yeah, don't you know, be careful, be careful, be careful. Yeah. That's what that's that's what would get me because it, it's gotten me with some big planes that I have. Mm, yeah, I think for me what's gonna be is I'm gonna fly once or twice. And be like, cool. All right, does anyone have some tape? 
What do you need tape for? I'm going to tape the doors to see if I can flip this thing inverted. <laughs> Hero TikTok. Nah, just, no, like Red Bull style, you know, like the, the CD105, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever, like the big, you know, uh, barrel loops and, the, you know, big loops, and the barrel rolls and the big loops, you know, he does it with a full sky, so what can okay. I do with a scale? I'll do it really high up and I'll probably drop 100 feet of altitude because it's so, so heavy, but. Oh, dude, yeah. you should you should do the um, the Apache on the on real flight. I mean, you could three D that thing like crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> but if I'm gonna do that, up. I'm gonna pick the shark and then three <laughs> yeah. D the shark. Awesome. All right, so why don't we move into the main topic here? Uh, okay. Let's get to know Michael. Let's start it off. How long have you been in a hobby? A long time. <laughs> hobby in general, or just heli hobby? You can say hobby in general because we, you know, we we might we we might, you know, tease the the quote unquote plankers or you know the plane flyers and the quad boys, but yeah, I mean we 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 accept all, you know. Come on, we have Fred on the show. That's true. Fifty percent. <laughs> I flew fifty percent helis, fifty percent planes this weekend. So you I'm did. I'm fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, my dad actually got me in the hobby. Um, so I guess you could say that I've been in the hobby all my life. Um, my dad actually started flying back in 1975. And uh, wow. that's when wow. he you know, first heard about it. Like all he knew was the control lines. You know, he's uh-huh. seen them. And then when he first saw, he was on his way home from work and he saw, you know, RC or RC planes, but way up in the sky. And it's like, well, that's, that can't be held by a string. Where's that? <laughs> How are they able to do that? So he stopped by and they explained to him, uh, you know that is now ready control and he's like holy crap i gotta try this and that's how he got started so i i was born and raised around rc planes uh my dad never did anything you know too crazy he was all just you know scale sport flying and stuff like that he had mm-hmm. um most of the planes that he he would fly are you know like top wing triplane or tried your trainers sure. uh with, with occasionally he did have a um uh piper cherokee the great plains piper cherokee that he built nice. from a kit which was unfortunately short-lived. I uh, <laughs> won't mention the other person's name, but um, who crashed it? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was it was not fun. Not a pretty day. And I, I was probably like four years old, but I still remember that. Wow. Um, so yeah, like I, I was all around these planes. I, my dad would take me out to the to the, the airfield, which at the time was the club was located in a uh, Sims mattress parking lot. What? That, really? Yeah. That that was that was. The, the flying club was in a parking lot wow. and uh, they would take, so like the street signs, it was a, uh, like a double wide um, road, not that many, not much track of traffic at, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a single like yield sign and a stop sign that they literally pulled out of the ground. It was loose so they could pull it out of the ground. Um, so we can fly and then they'll put it back in at the end of the day. And, uh, that's crazy geez. yeah it was it was really cool so of course you would have to you know look both ways and then before you take off and uh the road was wide enough for taking off and everything on the asphalt obviously you had spotters to keep an eye out on mm-hmm. the vehicles especially if you had to do an emergency landing luckily no incidents were a car and a plane as far as i know at the same time but mm-hmm. uh right yeah it was um I, I i still remember that clear as day uh going there and i I didn't, I didn't really care for flying. I was, you know, really young. I mean, my dad started bringing me out there when I was two years old to, you know, I think they, uh, they eventually yelled at us and kicked us out with the mattress place after a few people kind of flew their planes into the building. Um, Whoa. Just, yeah, they'll do still, it. 
There's yeah. still planes on top of that building for sure. Really? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I just kind of hung out with the people there and I just, you know, it was, it was fun. I, I would spend literally two or three days a week with my dad out in this mm-hmm. field and like he would, he would kind of put his hands over me and kind of, you know, control the plane while I was up there and stuff like that. And then, so then it merged over after that, we went over towards, uh, you know, Campbell's, you know, uh, Fredericksburg area RC club. Now, when you guys were there, it did not look like that at all. That clubhouse wasn't there. None of those sheds were there. That backfield wasn't there. That was a cornfield. It was a lot smaller than what it was. Was that, um, the, the shed or the garage, when you enter in on the left, or oh, I yes. guess that was still there. That was still there. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, that that's been there as long as I remember. Nice. Uh, so that's and then I would fly there. Uh, we did move over. My dad and I we did move over to another club where most of the guys that I grew up with are over there. I'm still part of them, but I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm kind of back and forth. So you know, I like going there, flying with some you know friends over there, and then you know Thornsburg for you know mostly mostly helicopters, but you know, occasionally some planes here and there. Um, so it's kind of 50, 50 there. So yeah, when I was seven years old, it's actually when I first flew a plane, you know, it was with a buddy box at the time. And that was the first time I actually physically flew it. After that, you know, the adrenaline rush was going through me. It's like, Oh yes, I gotta, I definitely gotta do this more. Got a, uh, uh, someone gave us a sim. It was, uh, what was it? RC pilot, like before real flight. Right. It was the remember one, RC pilot. Oh my gosh, I love that simulator so much. But you look at it now, it's like this is a piece of crap. Holy crap! Yeah, you know, it's like the crashing graphics is not even crashing; <laughs> it just sticks in the ground. So that's basically how I started flying. Uh, you know, I got into the planes. So fast forward to now, I'm 22 now, so I've been flying ever since. Uh, but that basically for several years, I, I flew the you know the, the the trainer trainer planes, trainer style planes. At that same year, my dad actually did get me a um, a little tiny trainer. It's very small. It's got like a four-foot wingspan, maybe it's three and a half. Uh, it was someone, a guy at the field gave me that plane. Someone gave me the, the engine, and then uh, we put all the electronics in there and got it going. So that was my official first plane, which was physically mine. Like, I own that plane. I still have it today. I still fly it today. And, oh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, dude, okay, this year... I flew that plane more than I have in, you know, probably five or six years. I found out I can 3D that plane. <laughs> Man. Nice. I, I can do a flat spin and I can't get out of it until <laughs> <laughs> the very last second. And now I'm able to pull out. That scared me. But that thing really does 3D. Uh, wow. it, it, you can do lots of box and everything. Uh, it doesn't look like it, but it can do it. The, the CG is just perfect. And the, and, uh, the engine is just, it's, it's actually massive for that plane. It's a, it's a, GP40, or what is it, Magnum GP40, something like that. So what did you say? You can do a lobster box? Uh, lobster box. What, what is that? Uh, so it's kind of like a, uh, it's, it's good I thought it was a it. German beer. It sounds like it. Sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a snap roll, but in a kind of straight pattern. There's, there's, other, there's other stick maneuvers you have to do to it, but it's kind of like just jam the stick to one corner and let it kind of snap, do it like a snap roll across the sky, but there's other stick maneuvers to do to it. Almost where it almost does it where it's like the um, the tail kind of like the wing is almost in a straight axis and the tail kind of spins around it but sideways. Okay. Well, I, I will interrupt for a moment here. I, I did have an amusing moment. My wife came, knocked on the door, and she's holding 
the package that had her name on it. And she's like, this, this doesn't belong to us. I'm thinking she's crazy because I read the sticker on it and it clearly uh-huh. had her name on it. Well, oh boy. And she didn't see that at first. And then I pointed out to her. She's like, but I didn't order anything. Well, apparently she did. And that's the beauty of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> late night internet access. You can order stuff, forget you order it. And two days later, it shows up. And it's a surprise. It's like a gift from past self to future self. <laughs> Happy birthday. Surprise. I bought me something. That happens to me a lot when I uh, order stuff from China. And it takes like two months to get here. And it's like, where did I order this? Yeah. Like, holy crap. Is it called Lakomvak? No, Lakshavak. No, I, I saw that. It's not Lakomvak. It's almost like a flat spin or something. Like, right. I don't know. I'm going to do some more research on that myself. Yeah. Do research. Link it into this uh, episode at least. So that way, um, not only our listeners, but we can look it up and see what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. <laughs> I just yeah. know that the the especially on like balsa planes, you can hear it vibrate like the the balsa or the monaco, you know. Oh, it's that it's that hard on the. Yep, the, the, the air the air vibrates through the the monaco, which is pretty cool. So you know when you do it, you're doing it right. You hear that. So yeah, my dad and I basically we flew um flew a lot of those planes uh you know weekly, all the way up until 2010, the year 2010. Uh, that year is a uh, very, very, um, you know, a very emotional year. Uh, my dad actually ended up uh, with Lyme disease from a tick bite, just oh, from a geez. simple tick. And Damn. the worst part of that is he lost his memory completely. His com- his memory was completely cl- wiped clean. Uh, oh my god! He didn't know how to talk, walk, eat. He didn't know who anybody was. He didn't know himself. He didn't. He didn't know how to do anything uh, at all. It was, we just woke up, uh, it was August 17th, um, 2010 at 8.30 in the morning. I am never going to forget that. Just woke up and he's just sitting there in bed with a blank expression, not knowing where he's at, who he's with, or anything. So, dude, yeah, that was, uh, that was really hard. So, because it's like, you know, this, this person I look, I've looked up to all my life is is gone his his body's there but his mind is gone so that was a that was a rough rough year so like going to the hospital there his, his mind was gone he was very scared like he um sure. like, i really confused oh yeah exactly uh so especially when other people like the doctors and everything are, are doing these tests and you know of course with needles and getting ivs you know that's drawing pain so they're harming him um, and to him, they're harming him. And so mm-hmm. he's fighting, he's trying to, you know, he's resisting, trying to, you know, get away. And, uh, yeah, that was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great at all. Uh, just to, to see that and experience it over, over time, his memory, I don't want to say it started coming back, but he started getting like vocal. He would eat, he, he was able to walk a little bit. He was able to talk, but you know, my dad currently is, 71 years old and his voice is you know his voice is you know like a 71 year old you know it's very manly and uh mm-hmm. so his voice just changed and it sounded like a five-year-old it was that high pitch wow really That's it crazy was that the, it was weird the pitch of his voice would change you think maybe you know his vocabulary and and style of <clears throat> speaking yeah, would that, change, but that, that not like the pitch, you know. 
yeah, he would talk at a very high pitched voice. And of course, yes, the vocabulary and everything was was definitely just like a five year old. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so that was like that for several several weeks. And then eventually, you know, by by saying prayers and and you know just all that stuff within like a light switch, his memory came back, and he knew not everything, but it was mostly back. And wow. now, and then of course, he would come home from the hospital. And then a week later, he would lose it all again, right back to the hospital. It was like that for about three months, con- con- just oh, three months continuously, uh, just where he would remember it, it will come home, and it will lose everything again. Long story short with all this, his memory is about 90% back. He knows how to, you know, he knows who he is. He knows who I am, my mom is, my, my other family members, his mm-hmm. friends. Uh, there is still people he doesn't know, like longtime you know, friends that come up to him, you know, meet in the stores and like that. Like, hey, Walter, how are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, doing good. I don't know who you are, you know, and it could be wow. a high school buddy, you know. So wow. so some people and, and see things like sometimes they'll tell stories. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. And then some things just don't come back at all. Um, one thing, unfortunately, uh now, actually, from the very beginning, one thing that did came come back is he's a Vietnam veteran, and this is actually mm-hmm. the first thing. And this is why he was also very like frantic in the hospital. His PTSD came back with oh, vengeance, boy. and so Jeez it was uh, it was very stressful with that because, like, go figure. I live next to a military base, like right across the street from Fort A.P. Hill. They fire cannons. They fly V twenty two Ospreys, sure. true top level. Not a good place when you have a. Um, a person that lost her memory and recovering, but has severe PTSD. So, uh, that was a very long struggle and, you know, it's been, it's been seven years and, and he's better, but it still gets him. Uh, he does, he was accepted to this program that gives him a, that gave him a service dog and mm-hmm. that worked wonders. That has made the change where he could be out in the yard Osprey flies over. He's fine because he's got a service dog. He knows that as long as his service dog's with him, he's fine. So it's amazing what those animals can do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's just really hard, um, thinking about this. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, it was, uh, you know, basically when all this was going in, I didn't fly at all. Like I was out of the hobby. Like I didn't care about flying, obviously, had other things mm-hmm. to care about. Right. And, but I mean, I wanted, I wanted to fly, but I didn't think I was going to be able to because I didn't have that person to go fly with. Right. So I was even thinking about getting rid of him and just dropping it. But, uh, you know, once you get bitten by this disease of flying, it never goes away. So I wanted to fly some more. And as my dad was recovering, he, you know, doesn't remember how to fly. So I got, I, I figured, okay, I got to learn how to fly again and, and fly, you know, I mean, I, I knew how to fly then, but I didn't know how to like really like, if you get in a panic situation, how to bail out and everything, how to really, you know, do what we normally do now. Mm-hmm. So I really want, I got back into it. I got the simulator, real flight 6.5. when it came out is when I got back into it and also, I was kind of into helicopters, and that's how I started helicopters. Was when Real Flight Six Point Five came out. So back, basically, back and forth, I learned how to fly planes. Um, 
do new maneuvers that I never never, never done before, very interested about. Uh, and then, of course, learn how to fly a helicopter. And so that's that's how the helicopter hobby started. Because uh, I never cared about helicopters at all. And then it just had that interest uh, that just came out of nowhere. So for the next several years, you know, I, I was able to... Um, you get better progress in uh, my plane flying to the point where I started doing 3D flying. Um, helicopters, I learned the basics. Uh, six months later, that's when I got my first heli- RC helicopter, actual physical helicopter. But no, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go small. I wanted to go a decent size. And uh, I probably, mm, I probably shouldn't have gone with this one, but I went with a Blade 300X, and mm-hmm. uh, not the best beginner, but. It, it definitely it definitely worked out. Um, almost crashed on the maiden, but <laughs> <laughs> I was taken off on a stump, and I drifted Ooh. over a little bit to the point where I was away from the stump. And yeah. guess guess what happens to when when you have all that airflow uh, above the rotor blades in the stump, and then all of a sudden it drops. You hear helicopters going to drop. Yeah, right. So it dropped, and it was literally like an inch. The blades were like an inch away from that stump. So. Uh, I was able to save it though, and then then slowly progress. And so, yep, yeah, as the years going on, then I actually, uh, I think it was just before the helicopter, I actually picked up, um, I saved up some money, and I picked up two uh, two very big big planes, uh, two big gassers, and uh, nice. One is the Great Plains uh, sixty five inch Ultimate biplane with a uh, 50, 50 or fifty five cc. I think it's a BVM or BME. I, I can never remember uh, a gas engine in okay. it. And then the other one is a Aeroworks Extra 260 with a uh, 85cc gas engine, three bladed uh, carbon fiber prop, and a uh, canister. So it's got a lot of power out of that that plane. And that one there is 35%. So it's got an eight foot wingspan. You're talking about like you know your knees rattling on the maiden flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was very nerve wracking, but and very enjoyable. And um, talking about easy, easiest plane to fly. Holy crap, that thing is just on oh, rails. Yeah. yeah, that that plane, I absolutely love it. I didn't fly it at all this year, which is bugging me because I want to fly it. But uh, next year, I'll be definitely flying the crap out of those planes. The biplane that's sixty five inch, you said. Yep, it's the it's the um, yeah sixty five inch Great Plains Ultimate. Nice. It it. So, you know, 65 inches is not really, you know, that big when you look at, you know, like a cub or something. But for yeah. a biplane, it's it's actually got some size to it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. double the wings, yeah. Yeah, that th- in that plane, oh, my gosh, that thing has got tons of power. And uh, it, it's I love that plane. I really do. My first flight, I actually had a dead stick. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, I know how, how biplanes are. <laughs> uh, you got to fly in fast. And it was way out in the beans. And, mm-hmm. But luckily, I was able to bring it in with enough airspeed, so that was uh, quite fun. But so yeah, uh, basically, fast forward to to now, as far as my dad goes, uh, this year uh, we're going out flying about once a week. Unfortunately, he didn't go out today because of the wind. But mm-hmm. um, based, I've been kind of doing this year and yearly. I he has flown in the past, like after his memory loss. But if we don't fly within like a six month period. Whatever he does, he forgets. So I'm basically going out with him, trying to do it a weekly thing, and I'll buddy right. box him so he doesn't forget, and it just sticks in his memory. 
because uh, some things will still come and go. So like you know, the, the Lyme disease has done permanent damage to his mind. So some things will come, th- some things will go. Uh, so I want to make sure that that RC flying is going to be just drilled into his mind and it will not go. So we're going out there once a week. He's doing some landings. He's doing takeoffs. He's doing figure eights. You know all the stuff he normally does. The the um he's doing half cube and eights. I mean, very clean. That mm-hmm. I've never. I don't even think I've ever seen him do it this clean. And he just like going up there. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She actually did it." It was just. It, it was insane. I mean, he's really. He's come a long way since since 2010. Right. But that's uh, awesome, man. That's good to hear. You know, yeah. As, as 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 bad as that thing was, there's always, you know, as as you always hear, with with a terrible, with something that terrible happens to your life, there's always <coughs> greatness that can come from it. Well, the greatness that can come from this is I have ne- never been so close to my dad since before this. You know, I was close to him, I was very close to him, but I've never been like, I've never had this much bonding time with him. I mean, we're we're we go fishing a lot. You know, we go now we go flying a lot. He's built he's building that Cherokee again that took that someone else crashed. You know, I, I finally found a kit because uh, you can't find the kits anymore. And he's got that thing 90% done. It's looking amazing. Nice. nice. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, life is really looking great as far as flying. You know, I've been into this hobby since day one, really. And, you know, my, my dad has taught me everything I know when I was younger. And now right. I can, I can, you know, bring it back and, and teach him everything that he's taught me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, it's, it's like the best bonding time that you can, that you can ever have with your father. And yeah, I bet. yeah. so that's basically how I got into the hobby. Now, helicopter wise, there's a lot of other things that've gone through there. I'm not sure if you'll have time for, for that <laughs> rant, but, um, but yeah, basically just the start of it. That's basically my start into this hobby and the continuance in my hobby okay cool, cool. so uh on a, on a lighter note how did you get your nickname okay so technically my family started that really um, yeah there's <laughs> I, I got a cousin that just out of nowhere just said hey you hey shaggy I was like why are you calling me shaggy I was like yeah you look like scooby-doo or, or shaggy from scooby-doo and actually at the time i actually did um uh, which was kind of creepy looking in the mirror like oh my gosh i do you gotta change that <laughs> and so I was like, you know, it, it was kind of like a, uh, I didn't really, I don't want to say I liked it, but I didn't like it. I want to, you know, it was kind of like, okay, that's kind of, kind of funny. Did you look in the mirror and go, zoinks? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But, uh, so that's how it originally started. But just after that, I would go out to the field and Mike DiPaolo, he is the one that originally, I mean, well, my cousin was originally started, but Mike DePaul was the one that originally started from the field. So okay. he's the one that actually called it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody's calling me this now. And he then he, he, he started, he continued to say it. Now, long story short, that's how basically everybody started calling me that. And so that's why I have it in my uh, my name now. Because I, there's no way I'm getting rid of it. It's stuck. So that's, that's basically how, how it's originally started and then originally started from the field. So right, yeah. Right, how it continued. Yes. And, you know, yeah. And, and it was always one of those things where it's like, it, it kind of grew on me. I was like, okay, you know what? I can, I can, I can respond to that. Yeah. That, that's, that's not bad. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I've, I've heard worse. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it stuck. That's how I got it. 
Awesome. Okay, let's see here. So, yeah, you fly planes and you also fly helicopters. Do you fly uh, multi-rotors too? I got a couple. Some that I've made from 3D printed uh, frames, uh, okay. like the like the Nano QX that I kind of converted to a 3D printed frame. Been working on a octocopter, uh, Nano QX octocopter, by taking two boards and eight motors, you know, four on top, four on the bottom. Right. Actually, works. It's just the frame was too heavy. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was able to bind them together and, and run them the, the exact same way, which was really cool. I didn't think it was going to work. But uh, it was the frame was a little too heavy, so that was kind of put to the side. And then um, I've got the one that I mainly fly is the Blade 200 QX with the 3D firmware, so it reversed the motors. Uh, okay. That I love, and I've beaten the crap out of that thing. And <laughs> I, you know, I just do it to do 3D maneuvers and cut the grass. I mean, when can you say I cut the grass with my quad today? All right. You, know, you That's can't cool. quite. Yeah. So it's like the Invertex, just smaller, and. Yeah, that one right there is definitely quite a bit of fun. I put the camera on every once in a while and flew around the yard, but mm-hmm. I don't really think like, you know, aerial video is really my thing. Um, I just, I like the 3D flying and that's, that's quite fun. I love it. So yeah, I just, I, every time when I pick that thing up and I have green on, on the, the frames, like, yep, it's a good day. Good quad day. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. And yeah, I've got a, I've worked on other ones. Like I got a lot of 3D printed frames that a friend gave me that, uh, probably will never get to uh, i got a tricopter that i was working on but you know i've worked on it so long and i think i'm just gonna you know give it to someone to let them finish it because i i've had that thing for probably three years and i just you know not quite my thing so and i kind of got out of that one so mainly it's just the nano qx oh and a pico qx that's actually quite a bit of fun to fly in the house and mess with the dogs okay the dogs love it so that's pretty much it, yeah, for the quads. Though I probably wouldn't mind getting that. Uh, I, I'll, I'll admit, I the Mavic Pro is pretty cool. I know someone who might be selling one if you want one. I'm thinking about possibly getting one because I just love to do the aero photography for uh, at the field for fun flies. I just yep. love and that and I love the, the feature of um, that records your audio from the ground, um, yep. so you can see yeah. the, you can hear the action and see it in the air. I love yeah. that feature. Awesome. So what do you do for a living? Is it, is, uh, do you do something that's related to the hobby? Uh, unfortunately not. I really wish I could find something that's related to this hobby. Uh, I do security at Best Buy right now. Not the best job so far. It's just something that I was trying to get real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been there for almost a year, but it's definitely time to uh, find something else. I'm actually, I'm actually looking for another job right now. I would love to find something in this hobby, um, but... You know, I'm kind of iffy about that because I like this hobby because it's a hobby. You know, I want to use yeah, it. Right. I want to keep it a hobby, not mm-hmm. as a job. Not a job. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, but I love this hobby so much as I could make it a job and then it won't be a job. So I would love to do something related in the hobby, but maybe not as full time, just kind of like a side job. That's cool. So if I could find something that's kind of like a side job. I'll definitely do it. But as for a full time, I may actually go to, you know, go to college and try to see if I can get a degree in something and then maybe try to, you know, find a permanent job. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'll be looking. Yeah. You never know what falls into your lap, you know, a lot of things have so far. So yeah, you never know. I, I, I've got an RC side job. (laughs) I've heard, I've heard. (laughs) Honestly, it doesn't sound like a bad one though. No, it's nah. pretty good. 
So, sometimes I do it during the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Fred? Why isn't he talking? <laughs> and then he uses the excuse like, "Oh, oh, I, the mute was on." <laughs> Well, that that was, in fact, I did it tonight. I had the mute on because my wife, you know, like I said, she was knocking on the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm here laughing and, and agreeing with stuff you guys are saying and and not getting any replies. I thought, oh, okay, man, that just ignored me. <laughs> I forgot you were here. Oh, you guys got something smart to say? Come on, <laughs> come on, Fred. That only works the first, second, maybe third episode, but now you're really pushing it with that huh? excuse. Huh? <laughs> Okay, so let's move on here. Uh, are you sponsored? Do you have any sponsorships or reps? I do actually. Um, first nice. time, I actually, uh, um, I am actually a um, team representative for MSH Brain. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I actually was. That was out of the blue, honestly. Um, I just started using the um, the Brain two gyros uh, this year. It's actually been the first time I ever used them. Gyros have been. Oh man, they've been a thorn in my side. I, I, when it comes to programming, I am not good at that. So finding the right gyro was just impossible. Obviously, Beastex is always a good back, uh, or, you know, a good gyro to go to because when, well, that was the first gyro I ever used. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, you know, it, it's always the easiest one because you know it, it's all LED programming. It's 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 designed to be that simple, and I, I yeah. do I do like that. For that mm-hmm. feature, but when it comes to more advanced tuning and, and, and adjusting, it's just yeah. it's a little bit more delicate. It's more it's more you know it's it's a little bit. You can't fine tune it. You can tune yeah. it to fly a helicopter well, but it won't be like fine tuned. Yes, for for like I want to get this helicopter in the air and right now, boom, yeah. throw a beast decks in there. No but if you really want to like take the time, that I wanted to go something else. So my first alternative was uh, V bar. So I got some server lines and some minis, thinking that this is going to be it. This is what I need. I flew someone else's helicopter that had a, a V bar all set up. Amazing compared to my, you know, at the time TRX 600E, the rates were so much faster because my rates were low. I didn't know how to speed them up or anything. They were low, so I was able to really smack hard. Uh, well, not hard like the pros do, but you know, I was able to 3D. Um, fly aggressive for yourself. Yeah, I was I was able to. Yeah, it was like the first time I was able to really do it in real life. So I'm thinking, holy crap, V bar is amazing. I want a V bar. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I got a whole bunch of them. Well, not a whole bunch, but I got you know three different ones over the time. But programming just that was that was hard. Like you know, Robert Monty was really helping me on that. But I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe I'm just too stubborn, or maybe I just could not understand it. But that. That gyro, I, I can understand programming the basics and getting it flying, but when it comes to the just adjusting everything, it was just too difficult for me to really get everything perfect. So what really, so, so I started like I'm probably gonna start selling these, and because I had it on my E7SC, I had it on a few helicopters, but I mean the E7SC is when I really started uh, focusing on, and the first problem was when I had um, a brownout the fourth flight on that helicopter oh, and it just, and that was that HOD 20, uh, 2016 and falls out of the sky and boom, smashing the ground. I had JR 8717 servos in there. They are the servos, very power hungry servos. And of course running spectrum can't go below like a thousand volts or it's going to brown out. So yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it, it, it went below voltage and, and, and browned out and it went down. So that, that was strike number one. And so, you know, doing some more work on, on it, I, I couldn't get the, I, I couldn't quite get the, um, it, I couldn't quite get it to stop browning out. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go with new servos. I love these servos, but I'm going to go try a new servo that I have actually had great experience before in another helicopter. I'm going to go get these servos for this one. And they were the expert servos. The, I went, I went with the 4401s um, with my E7SC. They're brushless servos, very energy efficient, and have a lot more torque. So uh, for the price, I couldn't beat it. So I went ahead and got those servos, put in E7SC, problem's gone. Sweet. So flew it up a whole bunch of times. And then at, uh, when was it? It was just after the spring fling. I had some tail problems. I've been trying to get these tail problems um, to get out, where if you do a certain maneuver or like a reversal, the tail will whip over like 360 degrees a second. I mean, it was quick uh, for Ew. for like, you know, a good second or two, and then I'll be able to, you know, hold again. And then it was like, mm-hmm. that's weird. So I was doing some practicing at my um, my uncle's house. He's got a big farm field. So I was flying, I was flying there and it did, it, it whipped over like that, but it did not stop and it just kept on going. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, hit throttle hold and I, I was able to, it was, it was completely flat or, you know, the disc was, was completely, um, um, straight up and down. Uh, I was able to pirouette flat, but unfortunately inverted and just kind of bleeded off the head speed and went, you know, it went in, um, went, went up to it, uh, and of course, it landed on the head. There was some dark damage there. Parts wise, it was like fifty dollars in parts. The E7SCs really crashed. They, they crashed really well. That's However, yeah. my tail blades were good. One main blade I had KBDDs on there. Uh, I won those in a raffle at HUD, so you know that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here comes the kicker right here. So I had brand new batteries, the Glacier 5000s. They went. They got ejected right through the canopy. Both of them smashed and and destroyed. Uh, oh, jeez! So that really pissed me off. So strike number I one. Gotta sting a little. Strike number one was the uh, the brownout. Strike number two was the fact that the it wasn't working on those JR eighty seven seventeens. Strike number three, you are out. Um, after you destroy some new packs, oh yeah, yeah, done. So um, and a canopy too. I was like, dang. Right. So, I mean. I, oh yeah, and also I went on, went on the computer later on, and I I confirmed that the tail sensor completely does not work at all. It, it completely fried. So because I had another you know silver line, I plugged it in the tail sensor in there or the you know the sensor, and it it worked fine. So I said, you know what, I've had my fair share. This is actually the second helicopter that I've crashed with a V bar with a V bar problem. I know they're good units. I'm not dogging the units or anything. I know they're great. They're just not for me. So I went ahead and just got rid of them all. I've dealt with Spartan Vortex. Again, good unit, not for me. Then I ended up getting at the Spring Fling. I won the Goblin 420 in the raffle mm-hmm. uh, for the first weekend. So cool. I had a Goblin 630 that I'd never touched. I sold that to um, a guy named Doug that I flew with yesterday. He bought it and then... I used the money to get the electronics for the 420. Well, at Shannon at Only Fine Helis had a booth there, and mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, okay, I'm probably gonna, um, you know, Doug convinced me about the icons. So like, okay, 
cool. I think I'm going to give one a shot. I've been hearing the you know on RCHN uh, about the uh, the icons and the brains and stuff like that. Which one's first? Which one's not? I was kind of confused about it, but then I hear about the the you know the icon two or the brain two, how much better that is, mm-hmm. and there's like okay, that one I'm going to go with. I'm going to try that. So I buy it, but he only had the brain two. It was like well, same thing. So I bought that, yeah. and right. um, and so I try to get it all set up, but I couldn't quite, you know, like understand it all that much um, because it was different. It's a whole new gyro. So uh, at HOD. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So at HOD 2017 this year, uh, I was out there trying to get it all set up. Uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, so I got it, you know, get was getting the settings set up, but I was still kind of like confused a little bit. So a good friend of mine, Bob Heaster, uh, came over and he was like, oh, yeah, let's let's do this. So we kind of helped me up get, you know explained me a few things on it. And I'm thinking, okay, this is actually very easy, uh, very simple. And mm-hmm. so this helicopter also had a hobbling speed control. Never used one before. So mm-hmm. how do you set up the Gov? Bob, unfortunately, only uses Castle Gov, so he doesn't know how to set up the Gov in the, in the gyro. So, and apparently no one knew how to set up the hobbling Gov. I, I know how to use it now, but I didn't know at the time. Uh, the store Gov. So... Someone mm-hmm. says, like, well, there's a guy here that um, is from MSH USA. He knows about the – he can help you set up the Gov. So that yep. was Bill N. That, that, that introduced me to Alex Rose, which at the time I didn't know. I knew who Alex Rose was. I just didn't know that was him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex comes over. He says, oh, yeah, bring your computer, bring your helicopter over, and we'll, we'll get this set up. So literally like 30 minutes I'm talking with the guy. He's going over there. He's setting up my, my – my, you know, he's explaining me. He's not, he's not just setting it up. He's explaining it to me what each thing is. He's also going over the, the parameters of what my friend Bob helped me set up and mm-hmm. said, yep, this is right. Okay, so this is what you do here and just really like the whole thing, just set it up and, and explained it in great detail. Through the rest of the event, he said, okay, let's go out there. Uh, I'll grab my helicopter if you don't mind. We'll go, we'll go maiden it and we'll fly together. I'm thinking, okay. So I go out there, I do a maiden flight, and it works. Mm-hmm. No problem. And see, I was since, since I had that problem with the V control or with the V bar, mm-hmm. I was very uh, worried about the tail of you know like doing reversals and stuff like that. I'm very you know gun shy about it. But I'm out there doing reversals like I am. It works. Nice. So nice. throughout throughout that whole entire event, I, I I pretty much hung out with Alex the whole time. And I just, I was hooked, like right there. I was thinking, this is the unit for me. Like, I am set. Here's a guy that took the time out of Funfly that he came out to have fun, not to work, but to have fun, and actually took the time to actually help me understand this unit. So, uh, long story short, even after, you know, I, I, I flew at Urcha and had a blast, even freaking totaled my E7 again. Um, by doing a boom strike, boom strike, mm-hmm. boom strike, oh. and that thing plows in the ground. Only about seventy dollars worth of damage, though. It wasn't that bad. Now, again, that E seven really is built tough. I love it. You know, and, and uh, so I was like, so I because I, I bought the brain for the E seven as well afterwards. So now I got it on two machines, and just the four twenty is still flying great. Uh, e seven to C, well, going to be flying again soon. <laughs> I, I, I just got a I, I just got a maiden. I just haven't had the chance to do it yet, but it, it flies. And they both got brains. And then after Urcha, I'm like, okay, so I've got I, I, I started looking at the time I still had Spartan Vortexes and other models. Like, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and I put on I started putting up my Spartan Vortex on on the forums. 
uh, sold the V bars. Uh, it's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and buy a mini for the 500, uh, get a mini for, um, the fireball, probably get the, the, the U brain for the, the, um, uh, 180. Yeah. So I was like, I'm committed. This is the gyro I need because someone, because of what Alex did that very first day right there is what show that's how you sell. That's how you really sell a product right there is what he did. And he convinced me on, on this gyro. I don't want to try anything else. I just want to, I know it works for me now and I know how to use it. So I started like, um, I started, uh, convincing myself, this is what I'm going to get. So Urcha had this sale at, at, at um, you know, Urcha had this, or MSH had this sale at Urcha. And this was, uh, he said, let me know if you, um, if, if, you, cause I didn't have the money at the time cause I crashed my E7, had to use money for that. He's like, let me know, you know, after the event and I can, I can probably extend it a week. So I let him know a little after that, and then he's saying, actually, I, you know, he just says, like, well, actually, I was going to ask if he wanted to be on the team, and right there was just literally a slap across the face. I had to pinch myself to see if I was dreaming or something, because, <laughs> like, I was just asking if that's if I was going to buy the gyro and see if, if the sale wasn't available. Okay, that's fine. I was still going to buy it, but holy crap, I wasn't expecting that kind of a deal. So, yeah, that that's how um, that's how that started. I know it was kind of long, but... That was, I just had to explain the whole story. It was just a, a great um, experience. And oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, Alex is a good dude. Yep. And what's funny is I didn't know that was Alex at HOD until Sunday morning. No, well, that's cool. Which was even like, I was like, wait a minute, you're Alex? Oh, my gosh. Then I started freaking out. I was like, oh, crap. Did I say anything I shouldn't have said? Yeah, you yeah, know those MSH. <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, he, he's, you know, the owner of MSHQSA. So it's like, I thought he was just a team pilot. I didn't know he was a team owner, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's a great guy. I love talking to oh, him. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, uh, he's super knowledgeable, man. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and in, in, in like the episodes that you've guys had, uh, that you've guys had him on there, I mean, I, I treasure those episodes because he's got so much knowledge, um, yeah. that he talks about in there. Mm-hmm. I really like that the, uh, you know, the, the analytical and engineering look at, you know, the RC Hollies from his, his point of view, yes. you know, he's very analytical about it and like, okay, this isn't right. How do we get around it? How do we fix it? How do we tune it? You know, it's not just like, this sucks. I'm going to go to a Dover brand, you know, like he, exactly. he puts the time in for it. So that's great. And I love the fact that he uh, takes time to answer every you know, forum post that he can. And he, oh my I mean, gosh, yeah. God bless him for doing that. Cause that's something I, I really admire because I can't do that. I, yeah. I barely can wish somebody happy birthday on Facebook. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> even do that. Like he's, know, yeah. it's so hard to keep he's up. in depth on, on everything, man. Yeah. That's it's, a, that's amazing. And plus he gets, and he keeps his cool, you know, like if yes. someone right. bashes his brand or something like, you know, he doesn't just like go off the wall about it or anything. So that's good. I don't know how he does it. I'd probably get pissed. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's like super calm and and yeah. very I mean he's he's uh high energetic but in a very calm way. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so awesome. All right. Uh any other sponsors besides Seven Stage Brain? No, that is that is it. That's and it. I'm happy with that, like beyond happy with that. Awesome. Nice. That's great. Okay, so what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as, like, style-wise or, you know? One that flies. 
Nice. Let's see. Well, I'm definitely not a hard smack, but I wouldn't consider myself a beginner. So probably, um, I mean, I like 3D. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know what class to put that in. I mean, intermediate, but I mean. You're more advanced intermediate. I wouldn't say you're just intermediate, but you, you pretty much have your orientation and you can fly. You can fly all the sport orientations, plus you can, you know, you have control over your tail while you're doing maneuvers. And that's, once you get that down, doing pyrrhal stuff, I feel like at that point you start getting more on the advanced side for, you know, on the intermediate advanced, kind of going towards more advanced. So, Well, in the simulator, I can do a, a heck of a lot. I mean, we all can. It's just putting that in no. real life and, and <laughs> what do you mean No. No, no. The, Steve can't do it on the sim. It's funny. Simulator. I can't fly on the sim. I crash. Like, I last like 30 seconds in the air on the sim. But well, in real yeah, life, I here. can fly. Yeah, well, yeah, same here. I crash on the sim all the time because I am so much more comfortable on the sim. I can do, like, right, no, no, right no. now. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just doing the same moves I do in real life. Like, okay, let's do a counterclockwise tail down funnel. I'll do it in real life forever. I'll make them big, tighten them up. In a sim, I'll do one rotation and I'll crash. I can't fly to, on a sim for some reason. It, I don't know why. It's weird. Well, I guess, I guess I, you know, I can understand that because I know my dad flies a lot better in real life than on a sim. Mm-hmm. So I guess it all depends on, on the person. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll, I'll use a sim to learn new moves. Like, I'm not going to try, oh, yeah. you know, something new on on in real life first. But there's moves that I can't. Like, I've perfected in real life, but I can't, for the life of me, do it on a sim. It's weird. You know? I can't perfect it on a sim, I should say, or not even not even close. I'll just do a move, and I'm like, why is this helicopter, like, a dot? <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, in real life, I have so much more control over it. But, no, yeah, I don't know. On a sim, I'm just, it's everywhere. Yeah. I um, I know what it's like to uh, try a new maneuver on the in real life versus the sim. Hey, let's see. Will this helicopter boom strike? Yep, it will. <laughs> I can boom strike it. I can uh, only boom strike one heli, but I'm not. I don't want to go into that. Um, <laughs> I mean, from when I first met you, I think I first met you or known of you in um, Spring Fling, so this year. Yeah. Um, and I saw you fly. You know, I saw you flying your your 180 at night and your um, your 420, I think. Or did you have the 14? No, you didn't have the 14. Did you have like a 380 or something or another mm. gobbler? I, what well, are that? What shoot at the spring at the spring fling or the fall yeah. event? No, the spring one. Which one? Spring did you, fling. I had the one eighty. I had the E seven. The nitro was not well. The nitro actually, I did my first tank on the new engine, but that was just a hover. Shoot, what else did I have? Did I have anything else? So maybe it was the E seven. But I was. I saw you flying. You know, you you're okay. You're you're flying. You had control. And then I saw you at fall mode, and I was like, holy shit, where the hell did this guy come from? <laughs> It's like, damn, you progressed a lot within a year, you know? Well, you know, that's uh, another that's another thing. It's like last year, I, I swear I only put like 50 flights in out of all my aircraft. I I just had problems. And, and that was mainly the, the gyro problems that I've been having. It's just I couldn't couldn't get anything right. So this year has been, you know, the best flying year I've ever had. I, I, yeah. I've, I'm actually keeping – I keep – I always – do like check marks on my flights like on a certain aircraft but this year i'm actually going to full detail on logging and i'm at the 388 flights so far this year wow uh with a total of 27 uh more than 27 and a half hours of flying nice so uh yeah this year has been 
you know, like a definitely, I was, I'd be able to progress a lot this year. Last year was just that last year was bad. This year has been a really good year. And it's ha- it was basically the start of, um, the spring fling wasn't that great because I still had the problems with E7, but I think, and then HOD, I kind of had problems by the end of HOD. Soon as Alex came and helped me out, that's when I started really having a great year. Was 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 for after that. Mm. Nice, awesome, man. And and you know it's, it's funny because like I wonder what would happen if you like had you know like you came up to me and asked for help or or you know someone else who flies V bar. You know, I'm just curious. It just it's funny um, how life turns in one direction. But yeah, you know, because I know you say you're having all these problems with V bar and stuff, but it's funny because once you kind of go with the V control, it doesn't have those problems anymore. It's different. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. I mean, it sucks to have to buy a whole new transmitter, but right. um, I don't regret it though. I, I think. I mean, because I used to fly Icons too, Kevin too. We used to be big on Icons because we grew up just like you. Went from you know the Blade products, which all had the seventy two hundred B sex. Yep. Um, you know, which was fine. You know, at the time when we were learning to fly, it was once you got it set up and all your lights were blue and you know in the right area, it's it's yeah. good. Um, but then yeah, you, you know, I think one day I was like, ah, I got an icon used pretty cheap. Let me try it, and I was like, whoa, this like once you set it up, it was I like know. wow, it flew so well. And then I got Kevin into that, but then you know, sure enough, it was like. Whoa, this V bar Neil having to be able to just tune everything and set up right from the transmitter is amazing, and that ended up being like you know what we're on now. But it's just funny. Like, I wonder if he could have gotten those problems resolved. Granted, you know, having brownouts. Oh my god, I've I've had that a brownout. Was, oh, that was you not know. fun. Yeah, I had my when I the first time I tried a mini V bar in my Goblin three eighty, and I'm you know I'm flying nose in at myself coming in, um, from doing a big punch out, and I'm like. Why the hell are you just driving to the ground? I had yeah. no control. What the hell happened? <laughs> you know, and it was like, damn, it's like, you know, it ended up being like a couple hundred bucks, like 150 or maybe 200 bucks for the repair blades and all that stuff. Uh, crack, crack the bottom frame, the bottom, oh, uh, man. you know, landing gears, the bottom frame part, and like, I think one frame side and a bunch of links and all, you know, like all the, like, the normal stuff you crash. But it sucked because it wasn't because I dumb thumbed it. It was just because. I lost, you know, transmission. Yeah. So you know, that day, I was like, okay, I'm taking this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to my icon. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I may, maybe things could have changed if I, you know, found someone that that I knew about the V control, but I never, you know, like uh, Travis Reyes. I'm good friends with him. You know, sure, he told uh-huh. me a lot about it. Uh, but yes. of course, you know, I he at the time was, you know, he's still of course obviously in Maryland, but I mean, he never came to this field as much as he does now. You know, he right. he comes to the field quite often. So. I'm sure if I if I you know talk to people like him or you um, you know before yeah maybe maybe I I would have eventually you know, probably you know switched over and, and got a V control and they're like oh yeah my problems are now solved this is it this is easy yeah. but uh, no I mean I, you know I think of course everything happens for a reason and yep. I I can't you know I I can't ask I would not ask for anything to change the way things worked out uh, this yeah. year so. Yeah. I'm really happy to be a part of uh, the MSH Brain team. Um, That's a great team to be part of. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, and you know, like I said, nothing wrong with V V bar, nothing wrong with V control. Uh, I I know they're great units. There's a lot out there. I know, like I said, I know Spartan's a good unit. It's just not for me. So you know, it, it it's like it's kind of like the Chevy Ford 
and Dodge deal, you know, like which one's better? Well, all depends. I'm a Chevy person, but I, I, I drive a Dodge. I didn't think I was going to like Dodge, and now I we have all, Dodge. We all know what Chevy Dodge Ford is last. Old Man 3 is going to kill me. <laughs> oh, boy. You just said no. it. <laughs> First on race day. That's what I used to get told. First on race day? Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then I'd say reverse is driver returns on foot. <laughs> Wait, re- what? Reverse, if you spell it backwards, driver <laughs> returns on foot. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. So what what new tricks are you working on? So the the main one I'm really working on is pure, uh, pure TikToks. That's like, Ooh, that's what I'm really trying to How do you wrap your mind with. around that thing? It's, wow. it's hard. It's It's been really hard. I've been working on that since since the spring, actually. And just a little bit each day on the sim. I have actually done it with the 180 one time. Uh Kind of a follow uh, a falling pirouetting TikTok. Uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I go up really high, like you know. Of course, in my in my yard, I only have a small little area. It's all trees, so I go up, like tree top level, and I can get one full rotation by the time I'm level with the fence. So I can't really maintain altitude with the 180. I have done it with the E7, and I think I've gotten like two full uh, pirouettes um, before I had to bail out. But uh, on the sim, I can do it probably five or six now before I kind of lose a little orientation. But um, yeah, it's it's very tricky. Basically, um, you know, so I just listened to an episode, you know, an older episode you guys had of when you had, oh man, what's that, Gally, Gally Pilot? It's going to bug me now. Shoot. Gina? Gina, Gina yes, yes, Gina Tucker. That she was talking about the pirouette and TikToks, how it's more like a square. You're not really, you know, your your cyclic ring is, or your cyclic um, throw is not really a... Um, a circle. circle. It's more yeah. of a square, and it, it it really is. Basically, what I'm doing it is it's you're doing the top corners. You know, the top. You're not doing the edges of the stick. You're doing the very tops. Uh, so you're doing full. You know, north, south, east, and west. If you want to say, um, with it, and then you're just moving your tail around. So it's kind of like a, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like doing a four point TikTok, but in motion. So you're not right. stop. You're not stopping the tail at each point. You're you're slow. Well. I'm starting it with slowing down the tail, but I don't stop the tail. Um, eventually, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm keeping the tail in a forward pirouetting motion at a constant speed. I'm just doing that four-point um, four uh, cyclic stir uh, on, my, on, my, on my cyclic. And of each point that, you know, nose up, nose right, nose down, nose left. And But one thing that I've been doing uh, – so – when I first started like pure flips, I only did right rudder. Left rudder is super hard because all I really? know is how to do is right rudder. Uh, yeah, that's how I started. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. And that's how I know. Left rudder, I can't do it. I can do it on the sim a little bit, but I don't dare do it in real life. So I'm working on that as well. But with pirouetting TikToks, I know how to do it in both directions because that's what I practiced on right and left at the exact same nice. time. It takes longer, but... I'm able to do reversals on the sim a little bit. It ain't pretty, but I'm, I, I'm able to do a little bit. Nice. So that's my newest maneuver that I'm uh, trying to work on. And so it's hard. That's awesome, man. So let's see. Um, not pure TikToks, but what trick did you struggle on and how did you overcome it? Hmm. It doesn't have to be that advanced. It doesn't have to be like double pure flips or anything or triple pure flips. It could be something like, you know, I only turn in one direction or I, uh, when I started doing inverted funnels, it was kind of weird, you know, like, yeah, I'm trying to think, I want to say it was, um, I want to say it was funnels. 
that took a long time for me to really funnels and, and hurricanes that took a while for me to learn. And now it's like my, one of my favorite maneuvers and actually, uh, Todd Bennett on real flight that that inter, you know like introduction of how to how to speak how to start a funnel and uh, how to get into that was uh, definitely um, what really helped me uh, learn how to do that uh, mm-hmm. yeah and that definitely took a while to keep that on um, to keep it pitched at the right angle um, it was very 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 tricky but definitely uh, after time I was able to master it but that was probably one that took oh, quite a while. Uh, until I eventually got it right. Nice. Awesome. Can you do pirouetting funnels? A little bit. I can get about three-fourths. On the sim, I can do it, but in real life, I can get about three-fourths. When, when the nose is facing down, that's when I start panicking a little bit, so I got to spin it real quick to kind of get back into a different orientation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, about three-fourths I can do it on, on real life, but I can do it on the sim. All right, let's see. Um, can you do rescue throttle hold? <laughs> yeah, I've actually never used rescue, and I don't plan on using rescue. Really? I I just hear more problems. Like you know, like yesterday I was on the field. Casey's trying to get rescue to work on his uh on his neo on his uh, uh mini uh mini mini comet, and when he flipped rescue, I swear that helicopter was going to eat itself alive. I mean, he's still you know because I just feel like people I've seen people have problems when they're trying to get it right. Uh, he's got it. He's got it down now. With a neo. He's I've only down seen now. that with icons. <laughs> I've uh, yeah. only seen people with icons. They do rescue. It goes all the way negative or something else, or yeah. or it levels, but thirty degrees to the right. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. He 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 got it right now, but it's just like that's that that's that's scary. Like it's just scary. I don't want yeah. rescue to destroy my helicopter. And honestly, if I'm doing something to the point where I need help, 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 um, <laughs> it's going to go in. So. I, and also, here's another thing. I was talking with Robert Monte about this uh, last night. Actually, I was talking to him. We, our minds are actually, you know, like we, we we teach ourselves how to use throttle hold. If we are panicking in a panic situation, throttle hold. So mm-hmm. now we've got to train ourselves to do another switch before throttle hold. Not hard. It is for me. It, it, it is, is very for you hard because for me. you don't practice what I keep on telling you to practice. I know, dude. Crazy Six Rescue, it works. Because it's, you just keep training yourself. You go high enough, you got plenty of time. Now, don't do it on a Nitro because Rescue does not work on a Nitro. I've learned the hard way. And oh I will stick by that statement. Just too many vibes. It can't, it won't, it, gyros can't. That's true, yeah. Self-level, self-right, uh, quick enough or or in the right attitude. So, um, But electrics, all day. I just go crazy stir. Let's. I, I just stir as fast as possible, full locking rudder. I get double pyro flips in, and if it starts to drop or gets like wishy washy to the left or right, I hit rescue. Let go the sticks, hit rescue, and boop, it stops. And it goes up 20, 30 feet, and then I do it again and again. And after a while, it was just like, I have no problems in rescue. When, I, when I'm flying and I'm like, oh crap, as soon as I think, oh crap, I hit rescue. So before I even say it, just thinking it, I'm already hitting rescue. So it's, and, you know, you do have to train yourself. I've had plenty of those experiences, but it, like I said before earlier, you know, when it gets to a certain threshold, it's like, well, now do I hit rescue or do I hit throttle hold? You know, always hit rescue. I always hit rescue first. If unless you're the disc is level, like your case, I wouldn't even bother hitting rescue. I would have just hit throttle hold <laughs> because you're already like ten feet off the ground and you're already the disc was flat. You're nose in, but the disc was flat. Yeah. You know, you could have probably just hit 
throttle hold and just go full, like, you know, slowly roll on a collective, you know, positive pitch and it would have probably just settled down. It wouldn't, you know, but yeah. when you start going, when you, when you get like frantic and you start like hitting all the switches, you know, who knows how much cyclic input you're doing at the same time too. Yeah. Yep. You know, so, but yeah, I, it, it is like throttle hold and Rob's right. You do need to learn to use rescue. You know, it's just like another aspect of learning a new trick. You you learn by muscle memory and just doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, it just takes a while to start to, to really get into that habit. Yeah, and, you know, some guys struggle with some things. Some guys struggle with oh. other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, for sure. And it's all fun. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just oh, yeah. have fun, right? Just try not to hurt your wallet too much. So any yes. any way of remediating that, you know, use whatever tools you can. Um, so you don't have to just struggle to, to afford a hobby because that, that becomes a toll on you then. Yeah. It is All not right. cheap. No, no, it's not. Um, let's see here. So yeah. What would you tell someone new in a hobby to do or not to do? Do, uh, get in the hobby, but don't like go out and buy like a 700 immediately. Like if they are getting into the helicopter hobby, start off slow, simulator, real flight, hands down, start with that. Because that's what got me into helicopters. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I started, you know, six months on that, and I was ready for a real one. Don't call it a drone. <laughs> Too late. The world that is, is like, that is like my biggest pet peeve right there is do not call it a drone. I've had many people where I'll fly, like, especially my 180, like, I'll, um, uh, I've flown in a park or something like that, and like, oh, is that a drone? I'm like, dude, really? That's what, what do you media see, has done. What do you see flying over our heads every single day? You don't call those drones. You call them helicopters. What does this look like? It looks like a helicopter. Yeah, but they don't know. I know, but the still. The media it's has just, just, drone this, drone that, FAA, drone this, drone that. Everyone's oh saying gosh. drone, 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 drone. Drone is now just a word for anything that's re- remote control. Yeah. That's flying. Only if they would know the truth. Sure, sure. I mean, and that's, that comes with education, right? Like, so yeah. it's, it's like, don't get mad at the person because that's all they know. I oh, mean, yeah. You only exactly. know what you know. But, um, but yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, it's not a drone. It's a, it's a helicopter. They could do a lot more than drone. Like, play it up, you know, because you know what? I've seen 3D quads and they're pretty cool. And, you know, I've seen 3D like helicopter pilots that are amazing. Ethan, for example, fly a oh, quad yeah. and it's just like, Holy crap. I don't know. How the hell are you doing that with a quad? Never seen anything like that. Never yeah. seen it. He's doing he's basically doing pure flips with a quad. And it's not a three D nice. quad, but he just has that much control over yaw and cyclic and timing with the throttle that he can like whip that thing around like a pure flip. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like if someone comes up and says, Oh, is that a drone? And you're like, No, but it could do things that drones can't, like fly yes. inverted. Here you go, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, like, I, and I understand the media is what started that. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people will ask me and, and I, I got to bite my tongue. You know, I can't yeah, yell yeah. at these people because yeah. they don't know. So it's like, like it's not a drone, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Just like shake the kids like, oh, <laughs> no. Uh, so, you, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's what we have and, you know, as hobbyists and ambassadors yeah. of we are all ambassadors of AMA. Yeah. So we've got to, you know, the media is is. is it's, it's bad. You know, they, they create the bad trends. No shit. Yes. So shit. as ambassadors of this hobby, we've got to teach the people yes. what, what they're, what we, what they are 
but they don't know. You know, we've got to teach them what this hobby really is. And so, um, you know, I've, I, and I've learned, you know, I've learned that you, you, you can't get mad at these people because this is, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Like if I wasn't in this hobby and I was, and I was to walk into a Best Buy and I see these quads here, based off what I know on, on, online or on the news, holy crap, this is a drone. But, you know, because I've been in this hobby all my life, when, when quads, for, when multi-rotors first came out, that's where they were. They were multi-rotors. They were, yeah. you know, bicopters, tricopters, hexcopters, yeah. octocopters, quadcopters, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So that's what I've learned. And, see, here's, and they, there we go. We learned that they were multi-rotors. So yeah. if they came out and they were, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. A, a, you we, know, a we learned, Ford Focus, then we would call them Ford Focuses. Right, because because they, they started coming around where we started seeing them and we learned properly what they're called and what they are and what the capabilities are you know we know what they are we we can we can educate folks what they are but these folks that you know just hear on the news and they don't know about the hobby they learn they're misguided they're learned they're taught the wrong thing and that's why people are like and i understand why hobbyists and you know you got the old planker dudes like no drones here you can't fly no things here you know like whatever you know right um but yeah, it's, it really does come down to education and, like you're saying, be an ambassador. Help help people learn the truth. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and you know, and like, you know, and you still, you know, doing security at Best Buy and everything, you know, they have those those quads there, you know, all the multi rotors, you know, the Phantoms, they have the uh, the Typhoon and all that stuff there. So constantly, like, really? They the, got unique Typhoon? Things? Yes. Yes. They got yeah. the Hex wow. and the Quad and the, the Breeze. Um, wow. Okay. So, uh, you know, like, all the other employees there, so I'll I'll say it's like, oh yeah, have you, um, there'll be um, oh what would they, I don't know, it's like I would mention something about like the quads they have there, and they're like a quad, what the heck is a quad? And I'll just do a face palm right in front of them. It's like <laughs> you know nothing, and then of course I'll explain them, and and I'll explain to them everything. And another really cool thing is we actually at, at Best Buy they sell the AMA cards, like the membership cards. Oh really? Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that. It's right next to the multi rotors, but none of the employees know about it. So I'm trying to like explain them and, and try to you know explain to them like this is what the AMA is. Explain this to people. This is what they should get. You know, they don't have to, but this is what they should. Um, no, say they have to. <laughs> yes, you need to get this. Yes, you want to fly that? You yes. should buy this. So <laughs> yeah, it's and really um, cheap. It exactly. gives you insurance. Come on. Yes, yes, and, I, and insurance and for your. Your... <laughs> And that's what I'll do. It. I'll flip it around the backside, and it tells you everything what the AMA is, um, in a, in a very quick summary. So, and also if if um if the employees don't tell them, then you know I'll I'll go up to that customer and just you know up to that person and say, hey, you know, did they mention this? I'm like, no. And then you know, I'll explain. I'll pull out my AMA card and I'll show them. You know, it's like this is what they is. And a lot of people said, holy crap, I actually should get that. So a lot of people. I mean, I don't know if they have or not, but I'm pretty sure some people have gotten it because of. You know what? It, what the AMA really gives you, because mm-hmm. the FAA they don't want to help you. They they just want to they they want to make it safe. Sure, I understand that, but they're not going to like try to help. You know, the AMA I mean, is there to help. Yeah, and there's another side to that story or another part to that story. You know, you get your AMA card and then you join a club and then you know you you have fun with the club. You learn about the hobby, but you yes. also get notified if there's something like a TFR that's coming around that you wouldn't know about any other way, really. I mean, unless you check the government website every weekend. Who does that? And yeah, and who does that? I should know. You know, when you're out there flying at the park, you'll know that hey, you can be fined and you're breaking the law, and <laughs> you know you'll get a notification like we get whenever 
there's one in invoked in New Jersey. Yeah, it yeah. was Trump flight restrictions. I heard about that. That sounded like fun. No. Nope. Actually, we don't we don't care because we could just go to a different field. Yeah. yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I you know, I if it wasn't for the AMA, shoot, I wouldn't have gone to the FAA site. I wouldn't have known any you know most of their if any of their um, stuff because I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news or anything. You know. I got too much stuff to do with helicopters and planes, so I'm in, I'm in the basement all the time. Never never time for TV, so I don't know and you know I don't I don't know anything about you know what what they're showing online, so or, or on TV. So you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> so the AMA's emails and all that stuff like that. That's how I keep it. That's how I keep up to date with these um yeah uh, with with the FAA's regulations and all that stuff like that, and and how the AMA is actually you know kind of taking over, you know, which which is awesome. Yeah, they're finally stepping up. Yeah, which is great. They're starting to really get things uh, to work in our favor, in everybody's favor, mm-hmm. for both sides. Okay, uh, Kevin, you have any other questions for Mike? No, no, I can't wait to see him fly again, man. Yeah, can't wait to go to the next fun fly. Uh, what is the next fun fly? I got a fun fly coming up. Yeah, RCHO. Okay, RC nice. Helios only. You guys should come, North Carolina rally. Too far. You Too going far. to OHB? Uh, I'm not going to OHB, unfortunately. Too far. Yeah, okay. it, 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 in, from you guys, I mean, that, that's like another what, five hours total. It's like 14 for me, so geez. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a 24 hour drive or 18 yeah. hour drive. Yeah, I um, would love to go, but mm, nope, not gonna happen. Nah, even North Carolina, that's like a 10 hour drive for us. No, I do that in eight, dude. You of do that in eight. I used to hit North Carolina border by in eight hours, yeah, because I used to drive to Florida all the time. With Daytona what? Beach. With my 1990 Toyota pickup truck with a Harley Davidson in the back. Yeah, so if you pickup truck. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you, you could do it on a motorcycle pretty easy because you could, yeah, you could book it pretty quick. But I don't know. Like in your Jeep, you probably have to fill up eight times before you get down there. Yeah, probably something like that. Yep. No, I used to do that. I used to do that trip all the time. I used to leave at midnight, and I used to get down to my mother's in Daytona Beach at uh, six p.m. So wow, it was a long ride, but uh, I don't know, eighteen I hours. I, I think I wouldn't be able to do that. No, dude, you wouldn't last the 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 last seventeen hours. You would have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seventeen in like forty five minutes. I'd be. I wouldn't be able to handle. Urch is long as enough. As soon as I leave, as soon as I leave Sussex County, I'd be like, "Holy shit, are we there yet?" Oh, I'm falling asleep. Yeah, Urcha was long enough for me. That's the longest I want to drive with a trailer. What was that for you? That took me, well, okay, so last year I went this, I don't know. You're in Virginia, right? Yes. So last year I took this, I don't know what route, and it took me like 13 and a half hours. Uh, This year I followed Rob. I did something smart. I followed Rob, and it took me about nine hours. Oh, so that's not bad. That's not it was bad. so much better, and it was just straight. Like I had another construction last year, and and detours. This year was just straight, um, and it was a much better route. And uh, I got to say, my um, my Dodge Ram fifteen hundred uh, four point seven, it really can haul a half ton uh, Wells Cargo trailer up the mountains. <laughs> nice. Um, I may be at five thousand RPM, but it's going. It's that nice, gas dude. or diesel? It's gas. Unfortunately, I wish it was a diesel. Yeah, I was saying five thousand RPM. That was diesel. You'd be like off idle. <laughs> 15 oh RPM. yeah, yeah, 2000. yeah. No, that's literally almost to you know pedal to the metal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's literally almost full full 
speed. Now, I mean, I'm able to cruise at 70 miles per hour up these mountains. Nice. So that, that was nice. All right. Let's move it up to the next section. Well, let's do a top 10. All right. Okay. The top 10 shotgun round. Uh-oh. Quick answers. Let's try to make it quick. Is it a double <laughs> barrel? Uh, yeah, double barrel, but uh, it's you know it's the uh, trap shooting style or skeet shooting style. Two shots each. Now, all right, let's start this. Here we go. Uh, question number one: pinch or thumb? Kind of both, honestly. I, you know, of course, thumb on top, and then fingers kind of sit um, on top of the sticks. So more of a pinch style, but certain maneuvers I will kind of ease off the index finger, but mostly pitching, but kind of a hybrid. Yeah, I call that hybrid. Yeah. Um, when you do that, especially it's a hybrid, especially when you start doing stirs and quick stirs, you need to yes. move that pointer finger off. Okay, question number two, nitro or electric? Ooh, that's hard, but I probably, now since I got my nitro going, I'm probably going to have to start leaning more towards nitro. I mean, electric is great. I, I love my electric where you just plug and go and the power, but nitro is really good for collective management. I love that, and I love the smoke and the sound. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Okay. Question number three, 550 or 700? 700 all the way. Nice. Okay, question number four. Do you know what a fly barrel is, and have you ever flown one? Yes, actually. Uh, not for very long. Um, <laughs> I'm in that club. Yeah, so <laughs> never really set one up. It's just mainly hover. That's it. It was like a, what was it, the, the original Blade SR. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't mine. It was just, I, I, my very first job was at working at a hobby store, so at Hobby Town USA. So uh, I, I flew a lot of things that weren't mine. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I didn't crash some things that weren't mine. It's like, yep, there's a problem. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was that a Blade 500X? Or, uh, not yeah, 500X, the original 500X or 503D, which was 500 a friend of mine. 503D, yeah. yeah. I hovered that around, but that's basically the only fly bar that I've ever dealt with. Nice. Okay, uh, question number five, scale or 3D? 3D. I would love to do scale, but 3D is what I what I do right now. Awesome. Question number six, strap or strapless? Definitely strap. If I don't have a strapless, I'm freaking out. All right. Question number seven, cordless or brushless servos? Well, it, last year it was cordless with the 9303s. Um, no, sorry, the 8717s. Think of the radio. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Now, <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's a radio. Uh, but now it's actually transitioned over to brushes now that I've been flying the expert servos a lot. And I have like three full sets of those things in different helicopters. So it's definitely nice. brushless now. I love the efficiency of them. Very great things about it. Number eight, fuselage style or pot and boom? That's a hard one. Uh, I love them goblins. I got three of them. Um, they're great, but man, they're expensive to crash. Pot and boom is just... It, it's simple, it's easy, and yeah, I'm, I'm, it's probably going to have to be pot and boom. Okay. That's what I have more experience in, honestly. All right. Uh, question number nine, 6S or 12S? Uh, now, let me think about this question here. Is that for a like a 700 size? doesn't matter. Like, let's say maybe, you know, you don't have a 600 uh, electric, but like... It used to. You know, or a 570 size where you can kind of go with the 6S... Or you can do the, you know, the power house of a 12S33 or whatever on it. Basically, high voltage or, or, you know, single pack or double pack really is the question. That's really hard because, like, my 600, I had a 
Alliance 600 DFC pro, or the Pro DFC and ran it with 12s to get and I had cranked that thing up to 2500 RPM. Thanks, Aaron, um, <laughs> for that advice. Uh, Why is that a so lot? That's that's a lot for a 600. What do people run that on 700s these days? What is well, Turek one? If, if you're 27, yeah. Yeah, for Trek, no, I, even, you even I think up. like I think even uh, some of the A main guys they they crank it up to like their seven hundreds to twenty four I think. Yeah, but I mean, on average, that's, sure. that's just one yeah, crazy guy that wants to do crazy stuff yeah, uh, yeah. and possibly blow his stuff up. Uh, that's sponsored pilots; they they can do whatever. You know? Sure. <laughs> um, you know, that's team pilots. Um, so, you know, I mean, I had the thing cranked up and it was screaming on twelve us, but then you know, slapped a single cell a uh, single six S in there. Do some like 1100 RPM uh, flying. I love that, and uh, that so that was very very fun. Um, currently, only have one helicopter that's set up for 12s, but you know I can't really give you an answer on that one because I do like lower head speed, but I do like that occasional just smack the crap out of it, get as high as you can get it. You know, just like the fireball, just you know, uh, just death flying. You know, just make it scream. And then, mm-hmm. like the 420, I fly at a low head speed. I I like that lower head speed. So What's low head speed on the 420, uh, 2100. That's low. I mean, for you know, I, mean, I can go lower, but I mean, that's my you know kind of slow 3D. Because I mean, it's oh, that is pretty low, right? Because yeah. I think I used to run 3600. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 30, exactly. No, I, on the 420, it was 34 was the recommended max. So I I did kick it down to 34. Yeah, so 26 is my high. So 21 is my low on my 420, which it's. It's 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 smooth. I love it with that speed. I didn't get ten minute flight time. Yeah, I think we should change the question number nine from six S to twelve because that's kind of that can be related to the five fifty or or five hundred or seven hundred size too, like single pack, double pack type of deal. Yeah, I think uh, low head speed and high head speed is probably a better uh, question. And it, if you say that, then yes, low head speed would be definitely my 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 prefer. High head speed is great, but low head speed would definitely be what I rather do. Uh, next time we meet up, I'll let you fly my uh, my Black Thunder and oh, get, get the taste of be- both worlds because you could run. I run twenty two hundred bank three oh screaming, and then and then I kick it down to thirteen hundred for low head speed with oh, like nice. fourteen and a half degrees of pitch, so it compensates. So yeah. you can still flip it, and and I had to slow down the pure rate like crazy. It was, oh yeah, it was way too fast for the cyclic rate to be so slow. With, you start with getting that low head, head bobble. Yeah, so so that I uh. But it flies pretty good. You could be gentle if you got if you got gentle collective management. It's fun. So you can flip it and do all your stuff. You can do slow bunny hops and stuff. It's it's yeah. fun. I hang out with Rob Monty, so you know, he's been teaching me to be very gentle. Yeah, yeah. Ease in, ease out. That's what it's yes, all about. Yes, yes. Cool. All right. And question number ten: Urcha or smaller event? Smaller event all the way. Uh, Urcha is a great event. Big commercial ventures to go there, hang out. Not even really fly, just to you know, spectate and watch and, and really meet people that you've only seen videos. But mm-hmm. smaller events, that's where you have start having some fun. That's where you yeah. can go out there, just BS with, with some friends, people that you've never met before and then become friends afterwards. It's how I met you guys um, was at smaller events. Yep. And, yep. you know, and that's also another way where you can go there, you can smash your crap, and then you'll have like 10 guys just rush out there with the parts you need. You know, yeah. so I, I, I really, really, really like the smaller events. And, you know, that's another thing I'm excited for um, RCHO coming up. It's even smaller than, 
you know, the, the, the Fredericksburg events. So, and I hear how laid back and just, you know, how fun it is. Cause all the people that are going, I know. So I'm really excited for that. Cause it's like all these friends, all these people, all these friends are all going to be at this one event. I think they typically have between 40 to 60 people. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be on the small side. So I'm really looking forward to this one. But yeah, definitely small events overall. Awesome. All right. So that's it for our top 10 shotgun round. All right. News and announcements. News and announcements. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know where Fred is. Thanks, Fred. Fred. <laughs> you guys said that in harmony. It's funny. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we have? Oh, yeah. Uh, you Did you write this in? Because I just almost wrote this in. Yeah, I saw you starting to write it, and I was like, oh, I know what he's writing in. So I, I wrote it in. But, yeah, you could talk about it. We saw a brief glimpse of Kevin Matusik and Todd Optional's uh, CNC machine, uh, yep. the rascal CNC that they were, they've been talking about. Yep. Uh, they were talking about it on the Flight Test Community cast, and uh, – they're working on a release date of November 1st. It's still, I'm sure, I'm sure it's still iffy, but sure. You know, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. If they, even if they don't make November 1st, anytime around that, like if they get it out by the, before the end of the year, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, are you going to build one? I don't know, man, but they're onto something with uh, a CNC machine that's 24 by 36 for under, 500 bucks i mean yeah. that's that's wow insane, yeah. dude if you want let's split it and we'll build one and put it in my garage yeah all right i'll give you access to my garage you can you can do it you know? that was gonna be my only you know only drawback is i don't really have a spot for it over here yeah i yeah, got a no. spot i got a spot uh, <laughs> i got a actual actually i got a shed that i'm building just for this for all my helis that's, and planes that's what my garage is i converted my what is it like a one and a half car um, detached garage. Nice. And I was like, okay, I need to put some windows in. I need to put a door in so I could access the garage without having to open the main door. And I, you know, I was like, okay, I built some tables, got my helis on the walls and stuff, got some shelves. Like, it's a mess, but it's definitely, uh, you know, it's nice to have like a dedicated room where I'm like, oh, I got an hour before, you know, I got to go to bed. Let me go in the garage and work on something. I'm making. I'm getting a uh, like twelve by twelve shed made, uh, just for the stuff. That's that's nice. pretty sad. It's not sad, dude, at all, man. Because uh, I think that was one of the first recommendations I ever gave to somebody. I was on, maybe even before we started the podcast, when I was on the FT Community Cast. I think it was one of the first things I said. You know, build a shed. <laughs> You're gonna need a shed. A little workshop. It doesn't have to be. It could be yeah. a shed. It could be a part of your garage or a basement. Well, um, yeah, workshop yeah. was without saying, but for me, it was build a shed. Yeah. What I mean by it's sad is I've got a like 12 by 16 or 8 by 16 uh, ba- uh, room in a basement and the shed. That's kinda, Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, like that's going to be for like storage and I'm going to have like heating and cooling. I want to put some solar panels. But that's going to be expensive to try to like, you know, help keep the cost low. Uh, for heating and cooling, um, uh, how much would it cost to like go to Harbor Freight and just buy a whole bunch of solar panels and set them up in an array and wire them up? Way more expensive than buying them off eBay. Um, really? Yes. Yeah, so, like, I actually do. Ha- I actually have gotten a hundred watt panel 
uh, mm-hmm. eBay, it's like $100 per panel. At Harbor Freight, like they, that, their $45, or 45 watt um, setup with, now of course it comes with the, um, uh, oh crap, it doesn't come with the charger, does it? I don't know, like the whole wiring kit and mount, it's like $200. So I was able to get a panel. Actually, the panel came with the charger. It was $150 with the charger and the wiring kit. And then each individual panel is like $100. Yeah, and if I'm you want to get one here, yeah, for if you want to get one that's cheap. Yeah, if you want to get more DIY, they actually have the actual panels itself that you can solder yeah. up together and make. Which I may actually do that. Um, yeah, because you can get, get them, wire them up in series yeah. or whatever, however you do it. Yep. Series, then parallel, then parallel. And then, yeah, and you can make custom sh- um, displays like the camper. I'm gonna that that I now have. Um, that I'm gonna start taking to events. I'm gonna actually do a custom um, over time, a custom solar panel roof. On top of that, nice. uh, and make the whole entire roof all out of solar panels to charge up the the twelve volt battery that runs like the furnace, the refrigerator, and, mm-hmm. and the lights and stuff like that. Oh, so perfect. just something to keep it like you know keep the um, I'll have an you know a self regulating air conditioner for the for summer just to keep it under eighty degrees. Nothing crazy. If I go in there, then I can crank it up. But you know, just in the in the day when I'm not in there, so nothing gets too hot, and the electronics start getting a little. Sure. That gets a little sketchy then. And then yeah. in winter time, just keep it above forty, so the batteries would be okay, because you don't want the batteries to go below freezing. I mean, it's good to keep them at you know they they do better at a lower temperature, but not below freezing. Cool. Awesome. You want to talk sh- about that event, the uh, RCHO? So RCHO is uh, an event. It's um, RC Helis only. It's in. Uh, like Riley, North Carolina. It's November 10th to November 12th. It's going to be, it's an AMA sanctioned field that, it, uh, it's that this uh, event's um, taking place. So it's a night, so it's Riley, North Carolina, but Nightingale, uh, North Carolina is where it's really at. Uh, the It's uh, hosted by uh, Chris Olson, who's also the president of, um, of RC Hillies Only. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. So landing fee is going to be $20. Um, AMA membership is required. Spectators are welcome at no charge. Open flying Friday through, uh, through the night. Registration opens at Saturday morning. Uh, nonstop flying all day and all through the night with light, light towers and spotlights. Sweet. Cool. Prim, uh, primitive camping and RV parking available. Sweet. Nice. Uh, any other news before we go into what's next for you? I do have one more thing. Yeah. If Go for you it. guys are okay, so uh Real Flight actually so they have their new Real Flight 8 simulator coming out. And what they actually have offering right now is if you have purchased uh, any other Real Flight simulator like Real Flight 7.5, uh Real Flight quote drone simulator, uh Real Flight X, uh you can actually get a uh $20 rebate uh, off of um, r- when you purchase Real Flight 8. So that's available. I found out through, you know, Hobbico, uh, through Real Flight, as well as like Tower Hobbies. And it seems like any other, um, any other stores that sell, uh, that are, uh, that sell the, you know, the Real Flight simulators. So that's a pretty cool, like, promotion they have there where they're offering like a $20 uh, rebate for uh, and anybody who buys the new sim that has bought previous simulators from them. Yeah, that's awesome, man. They, they do that kind of, they do a similar deal. Every time they come out with an update, it seems like I, I yeah. got I got seven point five based on that deal. That's yeah, cool. I, I actually never seen that before. Um, so 
I actually just bought eight and it seems like even though I already bought it before that promotion was available, it seems like I can also take place into that as well. So I'm going to take I'm definitely going to do that. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking like if you already have a certain version, upgrading it is cost you less than buying it. Maybe I'm thinking that in that route. In that aspect. Yeah, I don't see why oh, yeah, you yeah. can't just do an upgrade if you already well, have like the interlink, either the controller or the uh, interface. Well, based off what they go by as, as the upgrades, if it's a um, so when you get the solid numbers like seven, so sure. you, you buy versions, seven, yeah, not the incrementals. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and then the the half numbers. That's when, like, if you already have, so if you bought seven, you can get seven point five for free. Like, it's like a free upgrade. Um, that's how I was able to get seven point five. It was a free upgrade because of seven. So I didn't purchase mm-hmm. seven point five. Oh, okay. Um, so eight, I'm purchasing. We're all purchasing it. But when eight, if they still, if they still go by what they they've normally have, eight point five should be free. Whoever buys eight. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to pass on the the 8. And why do they do that? Why do they go real flight 10 or X and then they go to 8? Like what what what, well, what was the deal with that? <laughs> so when they when they went to X is they wanted to try something new. They wanted they didn't want it to be uh like you, you know your normal simulator because you know, when you look at it there's not really much that's being added. Sure the physics and graphics get a little bit better. They add a new fly field, new helicopter, a couple mm-hmm. planes and of course a bunch of quads. Uh, maybe a few flying sites here and there, but it's not really a whole lot. So I think that what they really wanted to try to do is really make a simulator into more of a gaming platform, like your typical, you know, like Call of Duty or Battlefield games. So you want to have the the graphics and physics of those games, but still the flying characteristics of real flight. And that that's by what I, that I don't, I'm not 100 sure that's what, why they went there, but that's what it looks like. Real Flight X is great. I mean, I love it. It flies. Just like actually flies better than 7.5. If you ask me, the helicopters fly great, um, and it it looks amazing. But it requires so much. My computer is just not able to. Uh, keep oh, up my laptop that. won't be able to handle it. Then I'm building a gaming computer laptop. just for that. I haven't even oh, finished boy. it yet. So no. I haven't finished that computer yet. I've used another computer that was able to do it, and that's how I was able to use it. But I haven't used it since. So I think you know, as great as it was. They just didn't get the feedback that they were looking for. So that's probably like, okay, we need to go back to what we already know best. And I think that's why they went back to eight. They wanted to try something new. It wasn't a failure, but it didn't turn out what they expected. Now they're going back to what they do the best. That's what I think they're doing. Okay. Yeah, I've actually given up on real flight. I don't fly real flight anymore. Shame um, on you. Shame on you. You know what it is? I, what do I use to fly helicopters? I use my V control. What can't I use on my real flight seven uh-huh. interface? V control. So what do I do? I I have uh what is that? AccuSim two? Oh yeah. And I plug my V control right in and I fly with the same transmitter I fly in real life. And because of that, I'm I've been flying AccuRC. For me to go back to real flight it's fine because I could put my DX9, but I don't fly helicopters with my DX9. So the sticks, gimbals, everything feels different, you know? And I want to, you know, I'm working. When you sim, your primary thing is hand-eye coordination and muscle memorization. Right. right? So, you, so if your muscles aren't memorizing because your sticks feel different, then, you know, your, your button layouts are different or this or that's different. It's like, I don't know. So, yeah, it might be just me being a stupid snob about it, but... Um, that makes sense. 
you know, yeah. I want to fly with the transmitter I fly in real life. So that way, yes. when I hit rescue, I'm hitting the rescue in the same button. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I when I hit throttle hold, it's the same button. When I, you know, when I push forward or the, the throws are all the same. The resistance is all the same as what I fly in real life. So, um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I still have 7.5 and I still have my DX9 and the, the little trainer interlink interface thing that I use. And, you know, maybe when I fly planks, I'll use that just because, well, no, even planes, I fly with the V control now. V yeah. plane. V plane. V plane's pretty cool. Right into a tree. Yeah. Yeah, that was fu- that was funny. I was laughing at that. <laughs> Kevin, did I clear the trees? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Let me make my approach. Looks like you're clear. <laughs> I was just like one ah. one thousand rip. You know, it's funny because <laughs> when you look at it from where we were standing, I cleared those trees. When you go up to the tree closer, there's these branches that don't have any leaves on it. You can't see from a distance. Oh man, yeah. So, so that's that's what it was. Yeah, the the phantom branches we'll call them, but um, yeah, whatever. I mean, I wasn't gonna fly that cub much longer anyway, so it didn't really bother me that it went in. I just it just sucked not being able to turn off the damn V control so I could fly something else. That you know, it's why I figured out a little a little hack or a little you know get around, but um, work around. But yeah, uh, cool. All right. Yeah, I want to try AccuRC. I'm actually looking forward to trying that. I do some comparison videos for my channel. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, as far as what I like about AccuRC over real flight is, uh, I mean, I, I probably like, I think the physics in real flight is still a little bit better. Um, it could just be because I don't, I haven't tuned the helicopters properly in AccuRC. But what I notice is like, I don't know, I have real flight 7.5 and it's like, I want to fly a Gama 700 and they don't have it. You know, I want to fly a Synergy 7.66 and they don't have it. It's like, they do now, they do now but... You know, when as soon as when I got accuracy for the first time, it, first of all, it's great. You load it through Steam. That's so awesome. Like, That's what I like about it. You know, I can load it on any of my machines, really. You know, just log into my Steam account and download it. But it came with like, ooh, latest models, Black Thunder T Line Goblin. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. I'll yeah, they got, that. Fire, they got the Fireball now. Yeah, and they, I like that that they have like they're really on par with up to date up to date models. While real flight. All relied on knife edge and folks to con- you know the user community to contribute those models which takes a little bit longer time right you know and they might not fly right or canopy falls off all the time or something well you gotta so. just that knob that knob and you're good i never knew that it took me mm-hmm. the longest time someone actually I, I spoke yeah. about it on the show and someone was like yeah just your, your whatever that channel knob is or whatever you just turn it the other way because <laughs> you have like it you know pop the canopy off mode or whatever it was the only problem I would have with uh, booting up Steam and playing something like that is uh, my finger is going to want to go right for seven days to die, so I probably would be playing ah. that instead. Yeah, Steve, I was yelling at my, my truck speakers saying, like, it's the knob. You just turn it. It's good. <laughs> That's all you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why can't you hear me? Yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, all right. So what's next for you in the hobby? Let's... Uh I think Fred's going to Flight Fest South. Yep, Fred's going to Flight Fest South. He has to. He's been called out. He has to. If he to. doesn't go, you know, he's going to make liars out of Flight Fest and uh, Flight Tests. And I know he doesn't want to do that. Sure. I think Fred went to bed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. So who wants to go next? I can go next, man. I'm going to fix my Oxy. 
that I broke. I'm going to fix my 690 that I broke. I'm going to fix my Sukhoi that I broke. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully fly again this weekend. Nice. We were supposed cool. to go see Mike Finley, who was going to be in town tomorrow night from yeah. the Flight Test Community cast, but uh, he had a change of plans, and he's not coming out now for several weeks. So, Oh, boy, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'll message him to see what's going on, but that sucks. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's see. What am I going to be up to then? What are you going to be up to then? Yeah, so I need to finish off the sanding portion of the Vigan and get the ailerons on there. And then it's going to be painting. I, I do need to get some kind of, I don't know what they call it. They're like painting prep cloths. They're like basically like uh, alcohol cloths or something or prep wipes or whatever. Because yeah. I have a lot of little like fiberglass dust on that, you know. Oh, yeah. On that plane because of all the, the sanding I've been doing. So I need to like wipe it down, make sure I get all that stuff off that I have a good surface to uh, um you know, lay some cans of paint on, and it's going to be orange. I don't know what design I'm going to do. Maybe checkered. completely orange on top, and maybe some type of, yeah, cut checkers or streaks or lightning bolts or something on the bottom to just help me tell if I'm upside down or upright. I mean, yeah, upright or upside down. Besides that, I'm going to – I got to build two things. Uh, one thing is I got to build a table um, so I can put my small CNC – not CNC, my small laser cutter and my um, 3D printer on a table. I'm going to bring my my Windows laptop, which I, I'm going to run all those programs off, and then also get my TV mounted in the garage so that way I have, um, you know, I could use that also to sim if I wanted to or watch YouTube videos or whatever, you know. Is the TV going to be piston-driven coming down from the ceiling? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. I think it's either going to be... <laughs> it's it's either gonna be on a hinge system that I can um pull up or pull down, oh, whether cool. it's using hydraulics or just a pulley system, you know, with a like a little oh, hook, you know. Maybe I'll get it like kind of like a sailboat and be able to like ratchet it or let it go to ratchet and it slowly comes down. That or whatever, some way I'm gonna get that mounted. I have a TV mount already, so I could just build a a, a little back thing for it and then put it on a hinge and and do that. Uh, let's see. The other thing I'm going to build is I got to build a, sh- a heli shelf for my car. I want to, I don't have a rear deck on my, my trunk. It's like a little SUV or whatever. So, you know, if I put the seats down, I can fit a lot of helis, but they always knock over when I make a turn. It all falls over to the left, all falls over to the right. right. So what I want to do is I want to make a small platform where I can use the, uh, the random heli skid clamp system oh, that I yeah. got from HOD. And get those mounted. And then underneath is where I could put all my boxes, right? Like my charger, my fuel, my, you know, transmitter case and all that stuff and keep it a little more um, neat. So I want to build something I can easily put in and out of the car and something that I can fit the heli. So, so I got some, you know, some wood and I'll probably build that up. Hopefully, um, hopefully in a week or two. I'm not, I'm not in a super rush for that. You got cool, those those skid clamps are amazing. I, lo- I love those things. Yeah, yeah. I got a bunch, you know, to from the from the giveaway, the uh, raffle. But I also got like a bunch of clips, uh, the clamps that I bought to like mount the heli on the wall, or whatever. But I never used it. They just they've been sitting there. So I figure let let me really let me move forward and get this going because uh, 
you know, it's annoying, man. Like I've I got a couple of scratches on my canopies and and my blades are like t- you know rubbing each other, <laughs> like you yeah. know on the sharp ends of the blades. It's like no, that's not good. So I yeah. gotta get some sort of mounting system for it. Yeah, that happened um, to me once with the uh, not the Goblin Five Hundred uh, Sport USA edition, mm-hmm. and you know I had in the truck and leaned against the 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 E Seven SE. Didn't realize the tail blade was rubbing against the canopy and let this uh, like white sm- uh, mark on the black canopy. I'm like, no, yeah. it's limited. Right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it bugs me just seeing that. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's so much to do uh, in so little time. Ba- mainly is I can't, I'm like really wanting to maiden that. You know, first things first, I got to maiden that that glider, that gentle lady. I'm really excited to try yeah. that out. Just That's a simple cool. little like. Sit down in a lawn chair for like an hour and just glide it around, you know. Hell um, yeah. Just go up real high, cut, kill the motor, and just glide back down. So put a camera uh, the, on there. Yeah, yeah, easily. Uh, just get some, you know, put the GoPro on there. I need some more nose weights, so there we go. So yeah, uh, yeah that's that's the biggest thing. I'll probably do that because it's coming out weekend when I'm off again. Yep, uh, get the Goblin 500 Sport uh, program, the the uh, the brain too, and that um, get it all set up. Probably I'll probably do the um the gov on that one instead of the hobby wing gov. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm debating about buying an oxy, and so that's been on my mind a lot because of the new one coming out, the sport or is it the sport or is it the yeah the, the two ten fe? No, the uh the other one's a sport, right? The the one ninety, the plat more plastic one. Yeah, the oxy two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two sport. Mm-hmm. I really am like debating about that. Like, should I get it or should I just wait until you know, like Christmas time, where there's not you know I, I can actually build it because I got all the electronics. I'm just dying to get the airframe and the fact that it's more you know it's, it's a lighter one. I mean, basically you know get that crash. Oh yeah, yeah, the the yeah. the, the oxy two the lightweight edition. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, whatever get that. whatever whatever parts break that are you know just see how. You know how often they break, and then just upgrade. You know, get the standard parts, the standard aluminum parts, and mm-hmm. then that way you can still keep it as light as possible. And then you'll be able to see, like the bearing blocks are plastic now, so you know, see if those. I mean, do they really need to be aluminum? Well, let's put it hard. I doubt it. it. Yeah, you see I exactly because the I don't even think the 180 needs them because I've crashed the 180 so many times, and all I break is like I I, I rarely bend the boom. You know, feathering shafts. I just crashed it. Not you know, last week actually, and just bent the feathering shaft, and that was it. So um, I'm debating about possibly buying that. Um, I really shouldn't because I need to get other more brains for my like my fireball and my nitro and stuff like that. But it's an. I, I, I know someone who's selling uh, a couple icons. Uh, nope, I can't do icon. Got to do brain. Really? Yep. Same thing. It says by MSH. Yep, but that's that's through Heli Direct though. Yeah. So, yep, all brain. So, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta save up for a couple more brains. But um, so there, there's something that I'm actually currently working on. I can't remember right now. I'll remember it like as soon as we're done. Yeah, but mainly right. just, uh, mainly just, you know, programming models, cool. fun stuff like that, and and the plane. Nice. I can't speak for the Oxy Two yet because I don't have one. But uh, love my Oxys, man. Love my Oxy Threes. Oh yeah. I had one, brand new in a box, one at HOD 2015, and I traded it. I should Why? have never done that. What'd you trade it for? Stingray 500. Oh, wow. The, I, it was good, mm. but you crash it once. 
and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I had the parts, but I was just thinking, man, if I don't have the parts, I'm not going to find them. And then I, I ended up selling it. It was cool. I loved it, but it just wasn't reliable. Yeah, I I mean, you can fly mine next time we meet up. You can fly any of my stuff. I don't care. Um, it's really, it's really a good all-around heli that it's like you can smack the crap out of it, and it's great. It just, it does it, you know. And then you know, it because it's like the fireball, right? You have the fireball, and it's like, oh yeah, it's great. You could do, you just, you know, the head speed's cranked, and you can just whip that thing woo, 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 all over the place. Care. Doesn't, doesn't care. care. It, yeah. The tail holds like it's you know it's solid. It's like a big heli shrunken down. Oh yeah, to a three hundred size heli, and it's not like a, you know, I don't I don't want to knock blade because you know it got me started in the hobby, but in, in the helicopters. But you know, like you, you have a blade three hundred X, it's it's not the same. It doesn't hold very well. It's not oh, yeah. you know, it's not like built the same way. It just it's it's not you know it's just not the same. It's crazy. So. Yeah, the um and in in the one eighty like. I, I love that helicopter, and you know I've got so much parts for that thing. I can crash that thing and rebuild it like ten times over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, 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 it it's great. I love it. it for I fly, that's awesome. I know though, once I get the Oxy two, I know I'm going to get it. It's just no matter when that 180 will eventually be shelved and then eventually be sold. But it yeah. will, or course, or you just take all the electronics out and sell the airframe because yeah. all the electronics can go right into Same. the Oxy. Yeah, and I already got separate separate electronics for it. Like I upgraded, I got a you know bigger motor, you know mm-hmm. more powerful motor, and a and a I think of the Hobbywing. You did the T Rex motor, right? The two fifty motor. No, actually, I got a um, I got it's an upgraded um one eighty motor, but it's a fifty three hundred. I got a fifty one hundred and a fifty three hundred. Sorry, fifty one hundred and a fifty eight hundred kV motor. That's an upgraded for 5, the eight hundred. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, it's upgraded for the one eighty, but but people have used them for the Oxy two. Yeah, yeah, I'm using a 55 for mountain lengths, and yeah. that's pretty crazy. Wow. And that's what I was going to go with, but then when this guy on Helifreak gave me a really good deal on these two motors, like, well, I can go a low head speed and just rip it. <laughs> you know, I, I got a choice between those two. All right. I got a, I got a question for um, Kevin. All right. It's been one to ask you this for a while. How the heck do you n- not see a... Tail, a tail control rod and a boom. <laughs> bring I, it back. Did I not to, see it. I, I had to bring that back. I did not see it. And people have asked me, how did I get that belt through without even touching that? And I just did it again, but it wasn't a new kit where I had the boom and the, you know, the push rod and the boom. But, uh, I had a new belt I just replaced on my Oxy 285, the stretched and nice. I went right through. I'd never used the, any kind of, piece of metal to fish it through i i like pinched the one and shoved it right down through and it went right through like it was nothing so i don't know dude but i i definitely did it because it was <laughs> steve was there and steve's the one who found it that i don't funny. understand how you can fit it because it's so you know the, the i don't know what they call it i forgot the name of it but the um you know the oxy three boom it's like an old it's kind of like a squarish square yeah, boom that's yeah. got, got fillet corners yeah. on it Right, and, exactly. And Anthony had asked me at the time, I remember we were talking to Anthony early on in the podcast, you know, and he said, how the hell did you get the, the, you know, the, the belt through without even, I said, I did, and it came, yeah. it came to a point where I was like, maybe I did do something, but I was like, and I tried to do it again 
soon after that and I couldn't do it. But this, with this 285 again, new boom, I was putting it back together and I just slid the brand new belt right through it, man. Must be something with the new belts. Like the one end comes rolled and pinched and it's easy to just, so I, I don't know, man. But that, that was just, I was laughing at that so hard when I heard it for the first time. And then the fact that I hear it every episode after, after that, it was funny. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, we, we used to, uh, we used to tease him a lot on that. And oh, yeah. That. But now we tease him on other stuff. <laughs> I've done some things that, uh, are really stupid. And I've done some things that, I don't know, I didn't think were too stupid. And, you know, I don't care. You guys bust my chops about it all you want. <laughs> but uh, I still have a helicopter. You're still <laughs> as flying. Far as, as, far, as far as the one that, you know, I I have. But, yeah, I've done some real dumb stuff. And I don't mind talking about it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not elite at all. <laughs> no, yeah. You learn. Your, your mistakes I'm still can be, learning. You know, your mistakes can teach someone else to, like, make yeah, sure that the blades are put on the right way. Yeah. Make sure your motor swims the right way. Yep. Make sure you hit throttle hold after you hit rescue. Oh, no. <laughs> or rescue first. Yeah, rescue throttle See, hold. you're confusing me already. <laughs> Again. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up then. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap okay. It up. Facebook likes. We are at 696 plus three this week. Seriously, four from hitting 700. Wow. wow. We're almost there. 696. 696. Somebody makes, Somebody makes wow. uh, 696 blades. Yeah. That's where I was that's, going. Uh, that's real. Yep. Matt Bodus. Yep. This is an end for six. All right. And we know the first name here. Our friend Michael Longo. Then we have Shane Legg, who um, reached out shave? to me. Oh. I thought you said not, Shave Legg. Not Shave. <laughs> Shane. Shane. Shane Leg. I said it right. <laughs> Is he part of the vast leg fortune? I don't know. We'll ask made... him when he's on the show because he wanted to come on the show. So oh, let's awesome. see. Sure. I can't wait uh, to ask And him. then we have last here, uh, Steven Tyski. Ska? No. Tyska? Tyska. Tyska. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Facebook Thanks, comments. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for liking us. Get your friends to like us. Come on. Four more names. What are you going to do live. when you get 700? Absolutely nothing. You're going <laughs> to... Absolutely nothing. Hmm. Maybe something at 1,000, but uh, 700 is... Um, it's a milestone. Club. It is yeah. a milestone. Yeah. Should do something, that, do something really good at 1,000. Yeah, yeah. Like a live show or something. No, we could do that. We could do something like that. At a fun fly or something, maybe. Oh, we've done that. Oh, really? Well, we've oh, done yeah, live right. recordings, yeah, right. but we haven't done a live, live show. Like I don't know if anybody wants to see that <laughs> or hear I that. Yeah, you know. Unedited, unfiltered. You know, it's funny yeah, because be cool. I'm, I'm sure all the guys on RCHN thought the same thing. They're like, who's going to want to see us, you know? do a podcast live like we have listeners and all that stuff but i'm just saying like who'd want to actually see our faces like instead of just listening to us so but i'm sh- you know i got a i got a big kick when they when they're doing the um the live facebook live broadcast at their fun flies i yeah. I, I liked it too because i that was the first time that i especially at rch um in five um 
because I was able to see how their actual recording setup. Like because you yeah. hear it, you don't know what they're doing, but then you see it. Like oh, okay, this this is what they talk when they talk about the trailer. Now I know what they're talking the about. Here, awesome, yeah. Dude. Oh my god, I would totally want that. That was cool. So yeah, it's really it's actually you know for me, I was wanting to see a a live uh, live feed and a live you know an actual live podcast. So I think a lot of people would be interested in that. Cool. What do we have for Facebook comments? Facebook comments. Oh, I don't, I don't. I think I talked about it. I had uh, Kevin Matusik's thing. That and, and all your. Uh, oh, there was a lot of comments. All the comments crash. here. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up, but since you brought it up, I guess we can talk about it. Let me pull it up here. In the meantime, while I pull it up, I do want to mention uh, this one person who messaged us. His name is Garvey Jean Louis. He messaged us about. Um, this product because you know he was hearing, he was hearing us talk about the the fiberglassing and stuff like that. First thing he mentioned is he's catching up with the podcast. So he just and he just heard episode eighty six, and the uh, the chaos was uh, a Joe Riddle Bridle, Birdie Bridle right B R I D I E, then later copied by Tower Hobbies. Uh, he really enjoyed the uh, Todd Bennett episode. And he said we should invite Ben Miner one day. Um, not sure who Ben Miner is, but I'll look him up and see what's up. Uh, the other thing he um, mentioned, he was like listening some more, and he says, "Look into this as an alternative for fiberglassing." So he created. Uh, he sent me a link or sent us a link through the uh, the messenger for our Facebook account, the Freefall account. Uh, Wildplains.com has this liquid sheeting. The stuff, it's like basically you paint it on and it becomes kind of like a hard epoxy coating on your your balsa plane or your foam board. It can basically, it's uh, it could be applied to foam and balsa sheeted model surfaces. Uh, you brush it on with a foam brush and it leaves a, a glossy, smooth um, finish, kind of like a glass finish on it, which looks amazing. It does have a little tint to it. It'll kind of leave it... um. A little shell finish, they call it. Like, um, I don't know. It kind of looks a little off-white, I guess. But it's paintable right from there. I think I've heard about this stuff. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's about a 30-minute cure time. And, like, that's your working life, I guess they call it, where once you mix the two parts together, you have that. You can lightly sand it with 400-grit sandpaper, wash of water and soap, like, and you can spray on a primer and, you know, you could just rattle can it. That takes most rattle cans. Sweet. Um, and it's pretty, like, a thin coat of it is approximately 0.1 ounce uh, per square feet foot. Wow. So that's pretty light stuff, too. So, yeah, this might be something cool to take a look at, um, especially for certain planes where, like, say the Vigan. The Vigan wasn't too bad, but, um, you know, maybe more planes with more, like, detail and lines and different folds and stuff. And um, it might you know, like if we take the foam board off or or even just painting over the foam board. But, um, you know, it's easier to just paint a, a shell coating on than to lay fiberglass and then sand it and smooth it. And then, you know, and then like some of the fiberglass will break. You got to re-add a piece on and stuff and then sand it back down. And, you know, you got to layer it up in some spots and it gets it's tedious and it's very messy. That's one thing I noticed. It's very messy with the fiberglass dust. Um, I have to wash out you know watch my eyes i wear a mask i wear gloves 
as soon as I'm done. I cough up all the fiberglass. Yeah, I cough up all the fiberglass. <laughs> um, no, but as soon as I'm done, I have to shower because I have to get that stuff off. Oh, you yeah. know. So it's like it's a, it's a bit of a pain to work with. Um, granite, like you know, like I was saying last episode. Ooh, it feels smooth. It feels nice. So, but this stuff is uh, it's like twenty bucks for for it. So it's not too bad. Is that for a quart? You said. I think it makes uh, approximately eight ounces after mixing. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm not sure like how much you need to cover a plane, but I think on a most like maybe forty inch ish type of plane, you can coat that whole thing with and maybe have some. But you you are putting just a thin layer on. That's not true. Yeah, meant to be like you know like fiberglass. I kind of run. I I run a little bit thick on the epoxy just because. Uh, I want to be able to like if it's not smooth. I want to have material enough material to to sand it, sand it off, and make it level and smooth. So, all right. Anything else? Do you see anything else? You got you got that list up? The post? Yeah, yeah. You posted a picture of me picking up my six ninety or whatever, and yeah, Tom Crook said, "Been there, done that." Damn, Frank Mordeos said, uh, "Hashtag help, help, help," <laughs> and. um Somebody said, "Who's somebody said?" Ooh, that's pretty harsh, Frank. Craig Mills, <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, Craig. Love you, Frank." And then Rob chimed in with, "Help, help, 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 help." And Ed Johnson said, "Help, help, help." That could have worked. <laughs> it, nothing would have worked. None of that would have worked. <laughs> and then I replied, "I didn't have time for that. I all I had time for was ho shit." And then Rob McClellan was like, "Shit, shit, 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 shit." And I said, nope, just one little shit. <laughs> oh, did you actually post that? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was what I saw on <laughs> the uh, Facebook comments. Nice. I wanted to say that uh, the next one up, uh, website comments, uh, Chris actually sent us something, a little blurb from the AMA, um, strictly uh, to District 2 about the TFRs that we've been having and their their communication with the government and meetings that they've had. And basically, I didn't see anything that said when Trump's in town, they understand, you know, that we are honorable dudes and we weren't going to hinder his. They just basically said, you know, we've had success working with the. Yeah, it's just more talk, more talk, you know, and that's good. Like Eric Williams, our you know representative for our district. That's cool. You know, he's basically what I've read. I, I just, you know, speed read it, so I didn't really get into it too deep. But, you know, what the gist of it, what I got said, you know, don't worry. We, you know, we are talking with the government and working with the government. Hopefully, you know, they might be able to maybe do something. Yeah. No guarantees, but the, they're still they're talking about it. They're not. They haven't just given up and said, OK, you guys can't fly. You know, you know, right now we cannot fly when when the TFRs come in. But. Maybe someday in the future, if you're at a AMA club, they might be like, okay, well, as long as you stay within your your field boundaries, maybe they don't care. I don't know. We'll see. So you speed read it? You went through the Evelyn Wood speed reading course, and that, that's working out for you? That, that's cool. I ca- I just catch keywords. Yeah. I think Try, that's the whole uh, course, dude. Poop. Yep. Crap. Nice. Donald. Nice. D-O-D. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Government. Government, government. So you probably got it all right. Yeah. Government, government, government. (laughs) (laughs) 
legislation. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Signed sincerely, Eric Williams. Oh, okay. Cool. Thanks, Eric. All right. What do we got for people of Podbean? People of Podbean. Uh, it says we had five new messages here. Bishop Marcus started following us. Is that Mark Bishop? I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of going to get all like, uh, you know, religious. I thought it was Bishop oh. Mark, Marcus. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, an RC, like, okay. Catholic Church Bishop He's Marcus. The Godfather oh. of RC, dude. Nice. Uh, Sporty A4059 started following us and liked episode 95, Alex of MSH Helicopters. Mike Welch and Gina Tucker both liked episode 97, Hellies and Hodges and FJ Moradelios started following Oh man, us. you're getting worse and worse trying to say his name in the episode. <laughs> well, it's getting later and later, so. True, true. <laughs> uh, he started following us. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Frank Moradelios. <laughs> but I think he followed us for, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Mike, why don't you say Frank's name? <laughs> Try to say Frank. Frank's oh, jeez, really? You're gonna make me butcher his name? Yes. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, uh, Delos or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Moradellos. Moradellos. Yeah. That, that's his Italian brother. That's it. Yeah. His Italian cousin. Uh, Moradellos. Right. iTunes I, reviews. I did not see anything new on iTunes. Okay. So thanks for everybody who's left us an iTunes review. Yeah. Thanks for everyone who has. And thanks for the folks that will leave us one soon. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> okay. So, Mike, if someone has some questions about the MSH brain, Flybarrow setup, or I don't know, just want to chat with you or say hi or stalk you on Facebook, how would they do that? Uh, well, uh, the best way would be to um, say hi. And I may hear it. Just shout it with a megaphone. Get Rob's megaphone to be exact. Just shout it off the the top of your lungs. And uh, yeah, I may be able to hear it. But if you're across, of course, if you're across the other side of the world, then it might be a little harder. So the best thing that you'll probably have to do if you're on the other side is take a just take a really big hammer. And I'm talking about a massive hammer. And just Lord's try hammer. to... Yes, exactly, and just slam it into the ground. But you got it. You got to do it, and um, you got to do it like Morse code. So the the tremors will go straight through the center of the core of the Earth, back on the other side, and I'll and I'll, I can then feel the tremors, and then you'll have um, I'll be able to pick them up and kind of you know translate it over to whatever the message is, and yeah, that might be the best way. Or you can or you can probably just um, I am on Facebook. Uh, everybody got me to go on Facebook, so I am on there uh, under um, Michael Shaggy Parker. Or also maybe on my YouTube channel, uh, I have a YouTube channel called Trax. Uh, uh, see, even I get mixed up with it. Traxis six six zero six is uh, my YouTube YouTube channel over there. But yeah, probably Facebook would be the best way. Sweet, awesome. Well, Mike, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Yes, thank, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was uh, this was amazing. Actually, I've been like. All, I was all giddy all, all week long, just like, ooh, I'm going to do it. Sweet. It was awesome. <laughs> nice. Excited. Nice. Talked to two crazy people. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two and a half men. There you go. <laughs> 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 all 
<laughs> yeah, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rcpodcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris Ryber. Hi, Chris Ryber. Hi, Chris. Let us know if you want us to add anything. I want to add something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, flight Test Forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than Flight Test Podcasts, Free 4RC Podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cat. Hey, Patch on Mike. I wonder if uh, those guys are going to be down at Flight Fest South. I know Joel will probably oh, make hopefully. it. <laughs> yeah, I, would say, I hope Joel is. He's in Orlando. He's not yeah. too far, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the rest of the guys. I mean, Patrick's up, up here by PA. That's a. That's a big trip, and and you know Mike's Kansas City, right? So he's yeah. pretty popular too. The site so. itself looks like a really well, actual airport. I mean, if you've watched the paragliding episode, then you'd know what it looks like. But yeah, it was uh, they gave they had a little blurb out with an overview of you know your camping sites and how it's going to be set up, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty awesome, man. What about the helicopter flight line? I didn't see that. Yeah, I think that's at a separate field. Yeah, called. called Called OHP. OHP. Torches <laughs> Field. Yeah. Uh, let's see. RCHeliHangouts.com forums under RCHeliHangouts main section, podcast corner, and free fall RC podcast. Sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. Always good to, uh, to listen to those guys, too. So if you don't listen to them, you better. I don't know why you don't. They're great guys over there. I flew with them a couple weeks ago. Amazing mm-hmm. guys. Amazing group yeah. of guys. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Walt's really uh, enjoying his uh, Compass XL. He's Oh, yeah. He was flying the crap out of that thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Mike. Mr. Michael Shaggy Parker. For Thanks coming for having on me. the show. You know, taking the yeah. time to do oh, this. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll do anything. To, the, um, I, I was, I was, nothing was going to stop me. I don't have internet. I don't have cell phone service. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 I was going to make it possible no matter what. So, is that I, what uh, that can with the string is hooked up outside my window? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering yeah. what that was. I, I think he was like, is that why there's this cat five cable coming out of my router <laughs> going outside and plugged into someone's laptop? <laughs> Yeah, I just I just got like a a three hundred mile long Cat Five cable that I just have plugged in some random guy's yeah. house and hopefully don't find it. it. Well, Every your feet have a repeater so you can boost the signal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thanks for our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye bye. Bye. Rest in peace, Fred. Bye. Rest Bye. in peace, Fred. I'm Fred. Bye. Oh. Now can we start talking smack about Fred? See ya. Sure. Hey, oh, hey, son of a bitch. <laughs> where is where is he been? <laughs> Holy cow. Dude, we swear you probably passed out. Oh, I was. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's morning I already? I, I think I muted it about an hour ago, so I wouldn't snore on you guys. <laughs> Oh boy! Next time I gotta just scream into the mic and see if <laughs> wake you up. Oh wow! Yeah. So then was it? So then Rob. Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Okay. That wasn't yeah. me, was it? Somebody blew their nose in the microphone. That, that wasn't me. What's up? Well, I, I called uh, Steve. What'd you, he, what'd you call him? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> All right. And, and, and then he uh, he got mad at me. Why'd you? Why'd he? What? Why'd he get mad at you? Because I called him like an hour ago. Oh. <laughs> I said, are we, are we doing a podcast tonight? He said, yeah, like in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. So, uh, hey, if it makes you feel any better, I'm going to Tallahassee tomorrow. That's our big city. The big city. Nah, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> Apparently one of the, the um, subgroups that's going to be at this event, I don't know how serious they are, but... In order to be part of this particular club, you have to fly inebriated. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a great idea, dude. I don't know how inebriated you have to be, but apparently drinking starts at 11. I can drink the night before and fly in the morning. I was saying that this weekend. Like, I actually fly a lot better when I come to the field hungover. Believe it or not, when I come there, when I don't have a drink and I come out, I have I have a bad time. I have a bad day for some reason. I mean, I smashed a lot of shit this weekend, yeah, but it was... I had some great flights. I called, I called tech, tech support. They said to reboot your computer, something like that. Control, Have you tried turning it off, turning it on again? Dude, it, it's, it's brisk out. Brisk. Uh, I, I end up having to shut the windows. Seventy. Hold on, let me uh, see. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whopping seventy-two according to this. Ugh. No, no, sixty-one. Dropped it down to sixty-one. No, so, it's not sixty-one, is it? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Wow, that is cold. We're up in the panhandle, man. It's a little different up here. Ugh. The old panhandle. White test stuff's supposed to arrive in two days, but that's too bad. I'll be up in. Georgia. I mean, you ordered flight test audio stuff? through here. Or I, hear if I have audio. I have no output. I hear you there, I dude. Hear shit. You sound decent there, man. I hear you. Stupid. You're stupid. stupid. Dude, who are you going stupid? No, you're stupid. No, man. Wolfman's got nards. Listen, you're stupid. Don't start that. Wolfman's Testing. got nards. One, two, two, two. Can you hear me? Two, I hear two, you. Two, I can hear two. If you can hear me, go in the chat and say yes, because I cannot hear you. Yesy. I mean, Etsy. Say something. Say something. Say something. I hear you. Oh, here we go. Wait, 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 wait. Let's plug that stuff Here we back. go. Here we go. Let's mm. do. Uh, here we go. Mm. Uh. <coughs> Goddamn meds. Meds. <coughs> Taking all them aspirins and look what they've done. <laughs>